Hal Silver Amya Consulting is here to assist with all your consulting needs. Parenting classes, doula consultation, homeschooling guidance, and much more. Get the needed assistance from those with experience who understand the plight of life and are here to help. Contact us for a free consultation. Check out our website at www.horconsulting.com for more details. by Ashia associated with HOR Consulting is accepting new clients. That's right. As a mother of 12, a woman and advocate for women's health, I am here to assist those with the needed knowledge for pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, labor and delivery, and beyond. With years of experience, I am here to help guide moms in the most important task in womanhood, bringing life into this earth. I also provide support with lactation and in cases of loss of fetus, emotional support as well. Schedule your free consultation. That's right. I said free consultation today. And if you have any questions, contact us at 312-761-4188 for more information. Also follow Doulaship by Ashia on Instagram. Peace and blessings. my phone let me send out this reminder to everybody to tune in to the podcast D E M L A W done blazing on the track boy about the most Let's start the conversation. Shalom, shalom, shalom. 
Hey, most high in Christ bless everybody. You in tune things about them laws podcast. You listen to Rhyme. I want to say happy Sabbath to everyone. Happy Sabbath to everyone. How's everybody doing? Is everybody filtering in? How was everybody week? How was everybody's week? Glad everybody can make it here on the um on the Sabbath. Us being able to um again, all praise to the most high for us to be able to keep the Sabbath again with each other. Get edified, get some information, get some education on some things. How's everybody doing? We got Princess of the Highest in the building. Shalom. Most high in Christ bless you, sister. And to all the podcast um, listeners, um, happy Sabbath to you. Appreciate the support. Um, podcast views are, are looking very, 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 very strong. Um, giving all glory to the Most High. Um, it's not nothing of myself, but that this message, this information is going out and that it's benefiting and elevating the people. It's a lot to be done amongst our people, and um, it start with us. It start with us. If everybody do their part, we can get a lot done. If everybody do their part, we can get a lot done. Um, who else we got in the building, man? We got a fight, man. Shalom, sis. Happy Sabbath. We got a brother, Elijah's in the building. Happy Sabbath, most high Christ bless. I'm glad everybody here, man. Been a um, trying week. Um, as you see in in the news, a whole lot of things going on, especially in, my, in the respective state that I'm in, a whole lot of going on. Um, no, it's a whole lot going on around the world, a whole lot of different things, you know. But all glory to the Most High, He counted us worthy to still be alive and be able to get together once again and to enjoy this Sabbath. So, um, we have a very, 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 very serious topic. I wouldn't even say it's a conversation. Um, it's definitely, um, I would say it's a class. I would say this definitely is um, a class. Um, and where it come from, um, over the course of time, me being this truth, um, all glory to, to the Most High, the Most High allowed me to, the opportunity to be able to meet a lot of brothers and, and, and a lot of sisters. And um, as I was moved up through um, position at the particular place that I was at, um, I was allowed the, the, the responsibility to counsel with a lot of people. And of course y'all know me, I ain't I ain't finna tell nobody business. But over the course of a period of time of dealing with a multitude of issues, um, outside of my own, outside of my own house, um, I learned a lot. Um, a lot of stuff I never would have thought of, a lot, a lot of stuff that never would have um ever entered my mind or even thought that folks was dealing with. Um it 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 it, it began it was a lot of issues. It was a lot of issues. And one of them um, we're dealing with folks um, was dealing with, especially in marriages, dealing with sex. And um, I don't think, I'm I'm trying to think in my mind, um, even as I was putting this, I've been trying to put this together for a while. And I'll go to the most high, I was able to finalize it and be able to um, have all the necessary information to um, unpack it to everybody. Um, through through the spirit, of course. But when we talk about um, being born again, when it comes to discussions of this, I don't know none that deal with this right. A lot of times, when issues of sex then came up over the years, um, 
I know what I was taught was that um, what we read and think that's Hebrews, I believe. I'm going to touch it later on. I believe that the bedroom's undefiled. So um, that just blanketed everything that, you know what I'm saying, long as it's not, you know, you bring in another individual um, in the bedroom, whatever that husband, that wife want to do in that bedroom is A-okay with the most high. And I think with that broad stroke of a breakdown, a broad stroke of an answer, we never really looked into the various, because everybody don't have the same understanding or concept when it comes to sex. Um, it's different type of desires. And this is, is an adult, if, um, disclaimer real quick. If um, parents that got children around, if you haven't had this discussion with the kids, I really don't want to be the first one to teach your child or go over things like this. That's your weight and responsibility to your child because we're going to be talking about the history of this. And, and if you and if your child have not, um, if you ain't had that conversation with them, I would suggest you have them do do something else, give them some work worksheets, put on um um. Superbook, VeggieTales, give them something else to go over. So uh, maybe you're not comfortable or don't have a good working righteous knowledge of it. So you might want to go through this lesson, even though this is going to be like a two, three-part um, lesson for sure. Because I don't want to rush through nothing. I have to unpack this thoroughly so we have a proper understanding and be able to go about it the proper way, the proper righteous way. But again, this is the disclaimer. We're going to be talking about adult things all right so if um i would not suggest no children um listening on this a lot of the, of the video clips that um i'm going to be showing all over the process of this lesson of course it's colorful language it's language that um you know that um our people use but um you might not want your child to be privy to so i never want to step on a parent's um educational and parental rights dealing with their child all right so that's the disclaimer. That's the disclaimer. That's the disclaimer. But um, there's a lot of different type of sexual appetites that brothers and sisters have. And when you really examine it, right, where do we get our concept of sex from? Where did you develop your appetite. What you say turns you on or turns you off, where did that come from? And a lot of times we don't um, even acknowledge that or, or even it's just, this is what I like. We never really take a look at where that liking come from. And if that liking isn't rooted to a certain type of spirit. I'm going to say it again. Now, once again, this is going to be a very serious, thorough conversation. And of course, it's going to be filtered through the scriptures. Because a lot of times we think that the Bible really don't get um, into discussing these things in detail. Is you sure about that? This is the, the Bible is the book of life. Believe it or not, the Most High have not left stones uncovered. 
or unturned rather. But it's it addressed, but a lot of things are never addressed or deal with because some folks like what they do. Some folks um, do not want to be biblically reprimanded or corrected, um, especially when it comes to that with the scriptures. We just want to just um, find the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Looking for a scripture that it's not so direct where, again, it can be just broad stroke that that, that um, the, uh, the bed is undefiled. So whatever go, go, goes on, there's between them. And we don't touch on that. And we're going to find out, is that the proper understanding? And, and is that even being used in the proper context? Right? So um, that's the disclaimer. Happy Sabbath to everybody. I see a lot of folks chiming in. All right, uh, Miss Green, happy Sabbath. Lord, um, Lord have mercy. Happy Sabbath. Most high in Christ. Bless everybody. So as we tap in, I'm going to start in the book of Genesis. I got a lot of different videos. I got some articles. I got a lot of stuff to unpack. Um, I give all glory to, to, to the most high that we all get a, get a clarity on this. Um, Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11, I'm going to start at verse, um, I'm start at verse 1. And I want to start at the beginning, all right, at the beginning of, uh, of the Bible. And it says in Genesis 11 verse 1, it says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. So when you go back as far as you can go back, right, and we're we're past the point where God created Adam and you know Eve and created everybody else. We all here, right? And everybody spoke the same language. I mean, there was no um, possibility of anybody being misunderstood, misinterpreted. We all understood everything because we all spoke the same language. We all had, we all had the same understanding. Every nationality, right? So, 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 watch this. Jump down to verse six. We are still in Genesis chapter eleven. We in verse six now. So, a whole situation was going on where, with everybody being together, there started to be some confusion, right? And some confusion up to a point. Now, I'm, 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 I'm. I, this ain't the crust, so I'm, I'm, I'm breezing over this because we don't want to go into deep details of what all this is breaking down to. So I'm summarizing. So situations was coming up to a point where now the Most High said this in verse six. Um, he says, and the Lord said, "Behold, the people is one." And they have all one language, and this they begun to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Right? So the people was coming together to what? Come against God. I don't know where this idea came from, but once they were together, everybody was on, 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 on a certain accord to come against God, right? Verse 7 says, go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, 
and they left off to build and they left off to build the city. So this biblically is the beginning of different what languages, different um a separation. Let me make it a little, little bit more plainer. It was a separation, right? And everybody was scattered everywhere. And when now um, everybody isn't able to communicate clearly and freely as before, right? That's the reason why I'm going there. I'm going to jump down to verse 9. It says, Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from this did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So um, it's two things why I, um, I touched it. Um, for one reason is a lot of folks, the most high never, it, everybody was together at one point. And that wasn't working now. The most high did what he did, right? And after he did that, as everybody scattered and linked up with those that spoke the same language as they could, which meaning I can be around you because we can communicate each other. I can't understand that person because I don't know what the hell they're saying because they're speaking a different language. So everybody, as everybody scattered to their respective corners, while being in their respective corners, folks started having their own what? Ideas and beliefs and ways about doing things. Would everybody agree with that? So now when it come down to us, Israelites, right? Because that's who we are, all right? Let's go to First Maccabees, because let's deal with us, because I ain't talking about it, but this whole conversation is pertaining to us, the Israelites. How are we supposed to what? Act, be, and, um, and move around. So dealing with us specifically, right, over a process of time, we know we, um, um, over the history, dealing with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, process, the process of time of what happened to us in Egypt, the process of time all the way through the various captivities from Egypt to um, the Assyrian captivity to the um, Babylonian to the, um, what we got next, Persian and Mede? Is that Persian and Mede? Yeah, Persian and Mede. Persian and Mede, then the Greek, Greek Greco-Roman captivity and then up to America. All right, I don't think I, I missed one. If I did, correct me. Those those, those that know if I didn't, um, not in the right order. First Maccabee. Um, I want First Maccabees chapter one. Now the time of the Maccabees was during the time, the establishing time of the Greeks, right? First Maccabees chapter one. And all this is finna tie together. I want to deal with the history. I want to go back because the history is very important to where we are today. I'm finna show you. Follow along with me. The book of First Maccabees, chapter one. I'm, I'm gonna read verse one through nine very quickly. All right. It says, "And it happened after the Alexander son of Philip the Macedonian, who came out of the land of Kittim, has been Darius, has Darius, king of Persians and Medes." And he reigned instead, the first over Greece. All right. Now, this Alexander is talking about Alexander the Great. All right. Um, verse two. And made many wars and won many strongholds and slew the kings of the earth. 
and went through to the ends of the earth and took spoils of many nations, insomuch that the earth was quiet before him, whereupon he was exalted and his heart was lifted up. Verse 4. And he gathered a mighty strong host and ruled over countries and nations and kings who became tributaries unto him. And after these things, he fell sick and perceived that he should die. Verse six, wherefore he called his servants such as were honorable and had been brought up with him from his youth and parted his kingdom among them while he was yet alive. Verse 7, so Alexander reigned 12 years and then died, all right? Um, verse 8, and his servants bear rule everyone in his place. Verse 9, and after his death, they all put crowns upon themselves. So did their sons after them many years, and evils were multiplied in the earth and evils were multiplied in the earth and evils were multiplied in the earth. I want to highlight that. Now it was evils already held. It's been evils in the, in the earth since, since the garden. But why is this being identified? Why is it saying in evils? It's, it's going to be clearer as we move forward. I want, and we stand in the same book in chapter. We're going to jump down. I want to read verse 14 and 15. Listen good. 14 and 15. 1 Maccabees chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Whereupon they built a place of exercise at Jerusalem according to the customs of the heathen and made themselves uncircumcised and forsook the holy covenant and joined themselves to the heathen and were sold to do mischief. Is everybody following along? So we know this place of exercise is going into what we call today or what is known as the Olympics. All right. Um, and the different facets or the different um, branches of that, which break down into sports and so forth and so on, right? The evils that was multiplying is that Israel threw away their culture, their way, our Bible, our laws, our statutes, our commandments, right? And this were the Greek, and the reason why I'm starting with the Greeks, because the Greco-Roman um, captivities and the, 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 the nationality of people who were of that and ruled that became the rulers of us now today, right? It's, it, it's, it's a continuance. Bear with me with this. Now, when if I was to ask the question, right, what was the customs or let me say that one. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Let's go to the book of Malachi. Let's go to the book of Malachi. We don't read the book. We don't go to the book of Malachi. I'm going to uh, read chapter 1 verse 4. 
Bear with me a second. Mm-hmm. The book of Malachi. Chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 4. I'm going to read verse 1 and jump down to 4. Matter of fact, I'll read 1 through 4. Let's do that. The book of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. Um, the burden of the word, the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, said the Lord, yet ye say, wherein has thou loved us? Was not Esau's Jacob brother, said the Lord, yet I loved Jacob? And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Verse 4. Whereas Edom said, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus said the Lord of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down and they shall call them the border of wickedness, the border of wickedness and the people against whom the Lord have indignation forever. I want to highlight in the book of 1 Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 4, the border of wickedness. The border of wickedness. That's going to be very defined as we continue. Remember in the 1 Maccabees, evils multiplied in the earth from the various um, Greek, Greco kings. In the book of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 4, is going into Esau and about the lands that they be at, it was a different type of wickedness that was going to be amongst them. I need everybody to pay attention and follow along. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 13. The book of Romans, chapter 13. I'm going to read um, verse 11 through 14, all right? Verse 11 through 14. The book of Romans, chapter 13. Verse 11, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the work of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting. Not, um, said not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife or envy. Sidebar, I'm gonna ask those that are on here, what is chambering? C H A M B E R I N G. Chambering, what is that? Very important. I'm going to read that as we um, get our typing hands together. I'm going to read Romans 13 and 13 again. It said, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and evil. What is chambering? 
that's not a common word that we use. Um, where I where I'm from, I never heard of it growing up. But what is chambering? Anybody? This ain't. I ain't want to pre that. I I I, I should have took a um, screenshot of it. But chambering is going into wild sex parties, public sex. Wild sex parties, public sex. Wild sex parties, public sex. Wild sex party and public sex. Stick a pen in that. Um, if anybody familiar with the um, show Rome, that came on, um, I think that was HBO or Stars or Showtime, one of them. TV series like Rome, anybody seen Spartacus? Anybody seen, um, what's another one? Man, I should have wrote these down. I know them because I haven't seen them. Um, <clears throat> what's some other ones? But those shows, um, anytime they do any type of reenactments of the era, of the Greco-Roman area, um, era, what do you always see portrayed? And I know a lot of times folks think that Folks are just making movies and putting stuff in there that there's no um, historical factual base to, to what what you're visualizing, but they're actually showing you the signs of that time, the culture, the way of society of that particular society, because all societies didn't run didn't 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 run like that. So um, again, and 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 if you want historical um, basis, like I said, series like um, Spartacus, that's off the top of the head. Rome, it's some other ones. It's so I saw those a long time ago. I should have wrote down some more, but those are different visual um, evidence, and, and then reduplicating the times and eras of the time, right? So when we read it in the Book of Romans, right, chapter thirteen, verse thirteen. And we read how Paul breaking down to the Israelites to let us not let us walk honestly as in a day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wanting because while sex parties, right? Public sex, right? Uh, sisters on point, sexual immorality, lewdness. That was common. That was that was the normality of the day. Nobody saw anything wrong with that. But. Who? The Israelites. Because that was against our culture, our way, who we are. See, everybody, um, the Most High get everybody their own way, in, in a way of being. He divided everything. He let us know how we supposed to rock and get down. But somewhere along the way, like we ran inside, we read in First Maccabees, we threw what we were about and how we got down away to get down away a whole another nation of people get down and start making that a part of who we are and and our individuality when no that's it has nothing to do with us let's continue i'm gonna read verse um 14 but put ye on the lord jesus christ and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It's all type of lusts we have. 
a lot of folks um, uh, think in their mind that their sexual appetite is them. That's just the way the Lord made me. That's how I am. That's that's what I like. That's what that's that that that, that that's a part of my makeup. And we never ever look at all into where that come from. You didn't come out the womb thinking that. Whether the idea, the concepts come from. Bear with me. Let's go to Ephesians. And then I'm going to get into some visual aids for y'all. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 1 through 4. The book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. I'm going to start at verse 1. And you have and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Keep verse two in mind. I'm gonna reference that a lot. Verse three. Among whom also we all had our conversations in time past. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So he breaking down that the way that, this ain't nothing new of Israelites completely rolling in the whole spirit and ideology of another nation as it, as if it's our own. It ain't nothing new. When our people was up under these same people way back here in the Roman time, Greco-Roman time, ain't no different from today. Verse 4, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us. I'm going to stay in the same um, um, book and chapter. Matter of fact, same book, Ephesians. I'm going to jump to chapter 4. Jump to chapter 4 with me. We're going to read verse 17 through 20. It's a reason why I'm laying the foundation with these words, with these scriptures. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 17 through 20. It says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanities of their mind. I'm going to read it again. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17, This I say unto you and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. Vanity means lies. It's a lot of lies out here. And we're dealing with specifically now, dealing with sex. Your whole concept, your whole feeling towards that might not be what the Most High is in line with. So watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Verse 18, having the understanding darkened, 
being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. And I said it again, this ain't nothing new. A lot of things we talk about now, man, you, when it comes to being born again and being in repentance, it's only certain things that's always repeated over and over again. Not to minimize those things. We do have to repent from those things. Repent from, how, from, from, from what we ate, from um, what we celebrated, how, how we talked, how we walked, so forth and so on. But when it comes down to the sexual thing, which is one of the most biggest stumbling blocks for brothers and sisters, a lot of times that's just get the less. Now, now, man, you dare highlight if a woman is being illicit, you know, they'll talk about the woman like a dog. And if the man doing certain things, they're giving the man. But we'll never get to the root of these behaviors. To the actual spirit. But we don't get into it today though. So watch this. Um, where I'm at on? Did I read verse? I'm in verse um 19. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19. Who being who being past feelings have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. So this ain't new that as, of course, Paul and them was going to the scattered Israelites who were living like um, Ephesians and living like um, Romans and who was leaving, li- living like Galatians, but they were actual Israelites. They had a whole life. Before they came back into their proper understanding, they adapted certain ideologies. They adapted certain sexual ideologies. But a lot of this stuff was never even touched on, you know? Because once again, hey, I, you already got me not going to church and celebrating birthdays and all. And, 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 and hell, you done took away my, my food and, 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 and the holidays. And, and now you finna tell me it's some restrictions when it comes to sexual pleasure? And for some folks, the buck stopped there. I don't want to know. Shh, don't tell me. I done, I, I done changed enough. But the Bible said those written, things written for a time was written for our learning. So watch this real quick. Um, from there, I wanted to stay in the book of um, Ephesians. We don't jump to chapter 5. I'm going to read verse 3 through 6. Chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. It says, but fornication... And all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. See, a lot of times we just think that the nationality piece is the biggest hurdle to overcome. A lot of times we think that um, um, 
Throwing away the religion piece is the biggest hurdle to overcome. And those are big hurdles. Don't let, I'm not minimalizing those two things. Some of us think that the food, the dietary law is one of the biggest things to overcome. And it is. But we never ever touch the sexual appetite. Matter of fact, um, certain sexual appetites folks lean in and try and justify it through the scriptures. But the Bible is going to be open today and over this particular topic. And edification is going to be given out. And he didn't have an ear is going to hear, you know. Um, verse 4. I'm, I'm in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 4. Neither filthiness nor foolishness, foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Right? Verse 5. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Keep this, these scriptures in mind. I'm going to reference them. Um, jump back. I missed the verse. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. I want to read that real quick. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace Unto the hearers. So a lot of times, um, the classes it have to be edifying. Edifying meaning not that you just walk away feeling good, because a lot of things um, the Lord bring out, the end of it feel good, but the initial thing is supposed to sting you. Damn, I was wrong again. I got something else to fix. I think a lot of times we get confused with. The, the, what what edification really is like it's a feel good from A to Z when majority of the feel good we get from out the Bible is at the Z part because the A part is usually highlighting what we thought was right to be wrong so watch this it says let no correct communication proceed out your mouth but but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Last scripture right here before we um get into it. We know we, of course there's gonna be scriptures out through, through through this conversation. But last one for right here, Proverbs four and seven. The book of Proverbs, chapter four, verse seven. The book of Proverbs, chapter four, verse seven. Hey Shabbat Shalom, happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath. Um Proverbs 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Principal meaning the top thing, right? Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. So, okay, dealing with us Israelites over here, for the most, I'm, I'm over here in... America, right? 
um, majority of the people, I know this um, podcast and, of course, this YouTube covers the whole spectrum of the earth for, for the most part. So um, outside of America, there's a lot of different ways the curses was implemented on our scattered people, right? No, no questions about that. But when it come down to, and I'm dealing right now specifically with the captivity, with the curses that happened to the Israelites here in the lands of America. All right. We came over here in what, 1619, right? And then we had, um, we had, um, Israelites that was here in 1492 as well. Right. And the person that was doing the oppressing, the raping, the robbing, not the person, but the people, the nation of people that was doing the raping, the robbing and the pillages. Right. Let me show you all something real quick. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I want to touch back in Malachi. Because a lot of times, you know, saying, folks, oh, you're being racist. And no, we're just putting out bi- bi- biblical facts. Just biblical facts. That's it. Just biblical. It's, it's, it's already done and happened. You can't change that. Um, Malachi chapter 1 again, verse. Um, I'm going to read verse 4 again. I read this earlier. Whereas Edom said, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places, thus said the Lord of hosts. They shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border of wickedness. And the people whom, and the people against whom the Lord have indignation forever. So who oppressed um, so-called black folks, Israelites, here in the land of America? Were it's, very, it's, it's different terms for them. They called themselves Caucasians. They was um, at times they went by the the, the the name of pilgrims. They went by the name of um, Spaniards. They went by the name of Christians. They went by the name of Europeans. They went by the name. Am I missing some names? I should have wrote a list. Because a lot of times when we start bringing up the different names or terms that was used over the course of time of history, we get to thinking that we're talking about different people. We, they, it, it, it's almost like a, a, a trickery um, or a hiding or, or, or a tool to create a certain level of confusion like, the pilgrims were just a separate type of people or the Spaniards were just a, a, a separate, unique type of people and that um, they use different terms to make it seem like it's not really talking about a specific nation of peoples. Is everybody following what I'm saying? And a lot of times um, those different terms confuse the victims, which are us. So we'll think that now that what we're seeing now, the people that we're seeing around us now is a totally different set of people. At one time, it went by the, the term of the Greeks. At one time, it went by the term of Romans. 
They went by the term of Germans. They went by the term, so forth and so on. The different names, the trickery and deceitful names have changed over the course of time. Right? Is everybody following along? So when it comes to us here in, here in America, different titles up under the same banner of the main name, Esau, Edom, Idubium, they oppressed us, right? They, um, and what's the young first term? They are the ops. <laughs> Those are the ones that, that had us in slavery, Deuteronomy 28. Uh, and I know it's been different captivities and different folks as a captivity across the earth. I'm speaking to the specifics of here in the land of America, the United States of America, right? And so we, we know the history. We were enslaved by layman terms, white folks, white people, right? And during that slavery, we already know, according to history, that we wasn't allowed to what? Read and write. They killed um, a lot of the initial slaves who were um, rebellious. Um, it's a lot of different things that we that, that done came out over the course of time about the atrocities that happened during slavery, right? So when it comes to sex during slavery, right, we, are, we, we all understand that the men and the women and the children were, were being raped. Right. A lot of times they only highlight the women like the women were the only ones being raped and they were, but they were not the only ones. They, the, the women wasn't even the bulk of the rapery. When you really examine the history, when you re- really examine not folks telling a story, but where they get the stories from, it's accounts of all this stuff. But a lot of folks don't digest that stuff or they just wait for a movie to come up and get that dissertation of the history. But you really read books about what happened. It was a lot of raping going on. And the main raping wasn't the women. But nonetheless, the raping, whether it was the woman, the man or the children, those are different forms of of sex being forced, right? So let me ask you this. Just with starting from there, because nobody can pull a book and say, how did we have, um, um, what was our sexual appetite before then? Nobody has a book saying, this is how the Israelites had sex. We got in the Bible, I'm going to touch on it um, later on, on the Lord telling us things that we don't supposed to do. So, so that's one premise of, okay, the Lord telling us this is not acceptable to him then this is definitely what other, other folks were doing and saw no wrong in. That's one level of measuring, right, when it comes to sex. But if we jump all the way from, now that, that's dealing with the Bible, but a lot of folks who are religious don't even look that deep or think that deep with it, right? So if we're just sticking with slavery, because slavery is a common knowledge amongst us here, right? And we're now post-slavery now, right? You know, you're an independent man, independent woman, thinking you got your own mind, so forth and so on, right? Your comprehending of sex, where do it come from? What you like and what you don't like, where do it come from? If you read it in a book or seen it in a magazine or seen it in a movie, where that come from? Who thoughts were put onto that paper? 
Who thoughts and actions were articulated inside the video, inside the movie, on the website? Have we ever thought of the thought about that? You liking it like this and liking it like that. Where that come from? How did you know that something like that you would like or that you wouldn't like? Where that come from? And a lot of times when 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 we want to walk down the street, oh wait a minute, hold on. We'll acknowledge every other facet piece of slavery that happened to us because that's more digestible. But we'll never um, um, sit right here and examine is my sexual appetite in some kind of way the mind, concept, and actions of my oppressor? We finna touch that. We're going to touch that. And it's going to be hard to digest because a lot of folks' sexual appetites, they don't want touched. And a lot of sexual folks' appetites and what they like, um, they want to wash it over with the bed is undefiled. I can do anything I want to do. I have anything done to me that I want done to me in that bedroom is undefiled. Is that what the Lord is talking about? It's the most scriptures and, or, or more precepts that explains that a lot more clearer. Repentance and being born again is very deep and very heavy. So watch this. We're going to get into it. And I ask you to bear with me. So let's start off. I want again, let me put up this disclaimer real quick. Let me put this up. Once again, I'm not telling you what to do. A lot of the videos that I have, they they have a lot of verbal, you know, the folks that's expressing this stuff, they're going to express it the way they want to express it. So it's going to be a little bit messy, but we have to look at the message through the mess. All right. Again, I would suggest those who don't want their children to hear certain language, certain things. If you ain't had a sexual conversation with your child um, as of yet, I would suggest this is not the right time. You might want to gather up some more information to do through, through this lesson to be able to um, articulate more clearly to your child what's going on and the information that they need. All right. So parental um, parental advisory, explicit content. I'm putting the post up. <laughs> All right. So folks ain't cussing me out, saying, "Wait a minute." I didn't say it. This, this, but this, but but we have to deal with the information presented. So I want to start here. Let's start here. We need you to tell us everything about how you were socialized to view us. Okay, bear with me here. White supremacy has taught us to steal your souls. Now, I don't mean soul in the ethereal, otherworldly sense, but in the sense of an innate connection to our own human spirit. That is a connection between the mind and body that white culture alienated white people from in order to give us the power to dehumanise people of colour in the way that we have. Did y'all hear that? Now, I know his accent, you know, is kind of hard to make it through. And he's trying to articulate plainly what white supremacy is. And it's to break the soul 
of the Israelites. But let me use black folks because black. You say, like I said, I, I I use the term black like that's the comfortable term that folks will accept to hear at the time. We know that we are the Israelites. All right. So he said that white supremacy, right, is used to steal the soul or to break the soul of us. That's the intent. Did y'all hear that? So what he's saying ain't false. We we done seen what they did to us during slavery, right? We've seen the movies. We 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 seen the the um uh, um um the reenactments, if you will. We seen some pictures, right? So watch this real quick. I, I now I want to use this clip. Is is he's speaking of a, a different um situation? But he brought up the history of what actually happened to black folks. And I want to summarize because sometimes um, when we hear from our own, we think that we're putting some more on top of it. Yeah, it was bad, but Negro, it ain't as bad as you saying it was. So we have somebody else outside of us articulate the atrocities. It might be more palatable. You might accept it a little bit more better than coming from from your own. So let's get, get, get a little bit of this. When they attack black people after they've been murdered, when they did absolutely nothing wrong, you're pushing us to the limit. And what do I mean by that? You're asking us to talk about history, the history of the South. This is in Georgia. What what happened in Georgia? There were savages in Georgia. It was the ancestors of the white right wingers. They were absolute savages. They murdered people, they lynched people, they raped people, they enslaved people. They took babies from their mothers and sold them as property. You want to talk about savages? Your ancestors were the biggest savages the world has ever seen. So don't don't you dare, don't you dare call a black man a savage after you murdered him. Don't you dare do that. I'm so sick of African Americans being called violent when the world's worst violence was done to them, not by them, to them, not by them. For God's sake, you want to do racist stereotypes if it fit anywhere, and it doesn't. But if it any, fit anywhere, it would certainly fit white right-wingers in the South, who has hundreds of years of history of being savages, savages. They snatch babies. And they sold them as property and they raped their mothers. Savages. That's what they were. You want to talk about stereotypes? Screw all of you who still defend that confederacy, that monstrosity. Anyone who defends that is a barbaric savage. Hey, I love that dude with passion. Hold on, wait a minute. I love that dude. Hold on. Say amen to that. Amen. Say amen to that. Know what to say amen to. Amen. Hey, I love the dude passion. And he spoke with a certain authority and passion as if it happened to his actual forefathers and foremothers. Do y'all see that same kind of anger in our people? You know, we, we, we a, 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 over the process of time and conditioning, we don't even identify with them. When y'all see the reenactments, when y'all see Roots, when y'all see um, any movies dealing with the slavery time or Jim Crow time, do it move you? Do you, it, 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 are you almost moved to tears? 
or anger seeing that? Do you see yourself? Do you see your great grandma there? Do you see your great granddaddy there? Do you take those things personal? Majority of our people don't. Matter of fact, a lot of folks saying move on. That that stuff is a hindrance. That that's, that that stuff is what's holding. That that's what what was done to us is what's holding us back. Have y'all heard this? But check this out. How many people use the term savage when it comes to our oppressor? You know, we're called the cop that killed the black man or black woman is savage. I know young black men and women who found themselves in the court system, they're very familiar with that language because that's used against them in the court of law. But what was done to our people by another race of people was not that savagery, was not that savageness. I believe it's, it's we got rappers that um, call themselves savages and all this, these things in ignorance. And again, even the documentaries, even the um, the books that that read that tell us the accounts of what happened, even the movies, it do not in no way tell you. It don't it, it don't give you the actual devastation of those events. Now check this out. We'll hear about folks like like the brother that was on there, passionate, telling our history about what happened to us with passion. And for the most part, I uh, um um those who've been raped before, they know, they have an idea of what that um feeling is, the after feeling, the having to live with it and all that. They know they know what that is. We read about it, we might see a reenactment, but we don't have that feeling of it being performed on us. It's certain folks, sadly, who things that didn't happen to. And sadly, we don't even relate to them. We'll hear folks say, tell them to get over it and all time. Just, I mean, just insensitive to folks, folks in present time who got violated. So how can we ever understand the violation of our forefathers and foremothers? But you know, everybody liked them. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Reason why I'm bringing it up is because we have to get a clear understanding when it, that when it came to sex, not one slave was um, introduced to sex in a positive way, in a loving way, in a caring way, in a passionate way, in 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 a um in a um what they say um. It wasn't like they wanted it. It was forced upon them. And all the acts that was performed on them were not acts that they was was with and and that they thought of and that they wanted to enjoy and perform on someone that they love. I want you to keep that in mind. It's very important. So watch this next clip. Watch this. Start my presentation off with, how many of y'all know that 
And I'm talking to law enforcement officers and agencies. How many of y'all know that America has a secret love affair with whores and prostitutes? And I watched them cringe. Most men dead or alive have been with a whore or a prostitute. I watched them cringe. <laughs> That's the shock value. Now they paying attention to everything I say after. I'm going to play it again. Because some of y'all might not know this, and I want to start with slavery, because that's the most tangible and platable history that folks want to deal with. We started talking about way back in Genesis and all that. Ah, nobody relate to that. As Israelites, we should, because that's a part of our history. But a lot of folks, that's unpalatable. But we're not dealing with what we have here now. And we cannot forget this, because it's very important to the way you think, brother and sister. I'm going to play it again. Listen good start my presentation off with how many of y'all know that and I'm talking to law enforcement officers and agencies how many of y'all know that America has a secret love affair with whores and prostitutes and I watched them cringe most men dead or alive have been with a whore or a prostitute I watched them cringe <laughs> that's the shock value now they paying attention to everything I say after so check this out. Is, is, is Charleston White Line? Did, did, did y'all know that our oppressor loves whorish things? And pro- they don't view sex in no type of positive light. Don't let them fool you now, all these sexologists and all this pleasant way they're trying, they're trying to make it seem like um, um, these different understandings on sex. is Now they're the, the, they are the pinnacle of wisdom on how a man and woman should come together and what's pleasing and pleasant and what's satisfying. No! Their history, on the record, their history with sex is brutal. It's brutality. It's savagery. But our people today think that they're the experts. You know, just like um um all these different. I'm, I'm gonna give you another analogy to correlate to this. All of a sudden now, when I watch the Food Network, every other nation on the earth know how to cook now. Where was all these cooks doing during slavery? Slaves cook during the whole time of slavery. Where the hell they get a recipe from? Who recipes is this? Oh, this is my um, great-great-grandmama. You're a damn lie. Great-great-grandma put you right in the middle of slavery. Not Jim Crow, middle of slavery. But we'll sit up here and, and, and let them forge all these lies in front of our face. Oh, this is a family recipe. No, 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 no. That was your great-great-granddaddy or great-grandmama recipe. But now they know all about food. What you talking about, Ryan? But now today, when it comes to sex, who is the same people we looking for for the proper understanding on that? What history or record or proof that they were the cooks, the best cooks? Where's the proof, the records or the histories that they knew about love making and knew about all these different things? Where's the proof? But we do have the proof how, how it was a, 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 a period of time where they was able to perform anything their mind came up on, anything that came to their mind, they was able to perform on a certain set of people. We're dealing with facts now. 
I'm gonna play it one more time because this is a very key point. We can't dismiss this. I'm gonna play it one more time. Start my presentation off with how many of y'all know that, and I'm talking to law enforcement officers and agencies. How many of y'all know that America has a secret love affair with whores and prostitutes? And I watched them cream. It's not whores and prostitutes and everything. For music or media or movies, sex sales. Even for commercials, sex sales. Everything is laced with sex. What does they put as poor as education is in the schools? Well, I advocate homeschooling. As poor as education is, they, they got things like um, they, they're trying to erase the little bit of, of, of history about black folks. But what's the things they pushing in free sale? Same sex, trans, so forth and so on. All this stuff is coming in free sex. Anything dealing with sex, they're pushing in without your damn approval. Anything dealing with culture or identification, they are erasing. So what Charleston White is bringing out is a correct analysis. That's not a racist analysis. The evidence is always in front of us. I'm going to play it one more again because it's, it's going to lead into the next thing we're we, we going to touch. Pay attention. Start my presentation off with how many of y'all know that? And I'm talking to law enforcement officers and agencies. How many of y'all know that America has a secret love affair with whores and prostitutes? And I watched them cringe. Most men dead or alive have been with a whore or prostitute. I watched them cringe. That's not a bad assessment. Now watch this. Now what does that have to do? Watch this. I'm finna, remember we're going from the history. We started from the beginning. Watch this real quick. The most difficult thing for a parent today is to protect your child from premature sexual arousal because the entire civilization is built on sex. Everything is about sex. And uh, you can't even have, you know, buy clothes for little girls hardly anymore because everything has a sexual innuendo to it. And it's hard to find little party dresses and things to dress a child like a child. You know, in fact, out in California, uh, they have prostitutes and then they have what they call prostitutes, which is the little girls that are eight, nine, and 10 years old out on the strip. So this is the day we're living in. And so while we are talking about voting and what they're doing in the White House and all of these other issues around the world, we need to deal right at home. That's the nucleus of the, of the civilization. It's in the house. And I don't know why we have ever thought that we could not get along in the home and not take that out into the greater community. The outside is just a reflection of what's going on inside. So watch this. I'm going to play it again. How many folks got daughters? Come on now, I, 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 I need to hear from y'all. I want to make sure that I'm not leaving nobody behind. How many of y'all got daughters and you actually um, shop for their clothing? The clothing that's on the market for our girls, is those, is those clothing of the attire of their actual age? Come on, let's, let's speak about it. Is, 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 is this just going on in certain places? I have daughters. A lot of clothes my wife make help me out. I I I, I want to know what's going on. Where's the mothers at? Where the fathers at? 
when you when you attempt to get clothing for your child, is the clothing even even appropriate? My wife have to make dresses. If we have to, matter of fact, if she's not making it, we have to go to um Arab or African sites to get dresses. I think the only other type of set um um dress I do see, and they only bring it about uh, uh, um around Easter time, and, and that's an Easter dress. But every piece of item that a girl uh, uh, have to put on, it's sexual provocative. And if the parent don't have no no knowledge in them, they just getting stuff that they think are cute off the rack and putting it on them. Got labels on the little girl butt. Short dresses. Stomach showing. It's sick. And this is in the stores. And they make it where, uh, uh, of course, like I said, if the parent don't have no working spiritual knowledge, they just get what they had. Hey, this is what they had in the store and this is what I want to get. And it's all inappropriate. Who make the decision for those clothes to be out there? Even if they go to a, a Catholic school, do you see how short them Catholic dresses are? Who do you think can do for them for, for them to be a so-called place of modesty and teaching holiness? Do you see how short the dresses are? It's not about that. But again, if we're not actively looking, if we're not actively paying attention, if we're not exactly in the spirit, a lot of this stuff go over our heads. And then we're wondering why certain spirits is in our child. This is a spiritual walk we're in, brothers and sisters. And everybody else is playing chess. And we're playing tic-tac-toe. I know I was looking hell. I, I I can't go in the store and get nothing for myself. I'm I, I got to order everything for me. But I know um at different times trying to get stuff for my sons. You can't even find a pair of regular pants. Have anybody seen a pair of regular pants in the past five to ten years? Have anybody seen a pair of regular pants? It seemed like they even you know from the waist of the jeans to the crotch. It seems like they're even cropping it. Where if you don't even have to try and sag, the cut of the pants automatically levels out so your booty cheeks can be out. Is y'all seeing this? Am I the only one saying Now, a lot of these things come if you're paying attention to your children. Some folks don't give a damn. They're not naked, so it don't matter whatever the hell they got on. But those that actually are in, in the intricacies of the raising of, of the child, have y'all seen the dynamics of the clothing? You cannot find a pair of regular pants. You got to go and hopefully go through to a thrift store or go to some, um, again, other nations. They have regular clothes still. But 
if you're trying to keep up with the fashion of this world, all the clothing is illicit as hell. Why is that important, Ryan? Why is that important, Ryan? It's just clothes. They ain't naked. It's a, everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. It's a reason behind everything that's going on. It ain't no happenstances. This is this is it's called a system. They know that this need to be there and that is going to be there. And I place this here and that's going to bring forth exactly what I want out that boy, out that girl. The only way to disrupt that systematic thing is for the parent to have some sense. So watch this. So all praise the most. We got a lot of folks that's testifying to, to, to the fact of the clothing. Now, I'm going to play what, what Mother Shaharazar Ali said because, again, they have to catch this. When you examine yourself, I'm, I'm going to play it again. Then I'm, I'm, I'm going to commentate off of it. Watch this. The most difficult thing for a parent today is to protect your child from premature sexual arousal because the entire... Every last one of us were victims of premature sexual arousal. Every last one of y'all. The first time you seen a naked man or woman, at what age were, were you? Was you grown? Was you 18? The first time you saw a naked breast, a naked behind, a penis or a vagina, were you grown? When you did see it, when you first saw something sexual, was it in a loving and caring way? Majority of young males, God forbid, who wasn't molested or touched, we seen the first thing we seen was some form of porn, whether it was a magazine or a video. That was our first introduction into sex. But we don't acknowledge that. We don't acknowledge that our initial introduction to things start the shaping of what you um, see as this is what turns me on and turns me off. We don't dig that deep. But watch this. I'm, I'm, once again, let's listen to what Mother Charles Ali said. The most difficult thing for a parent today is to protect your child from premature sexual arousal. Now, it's you know what's difficult um, for the initial part is if your child is in the public school, you you already lost the fight because you see all the things they bring in the school that deals with sexuality. The child can't even read or write their name, but they can tell you that I, I, I identify as a as as a girl, but he really a boy, or vice versa. We're putting sexual decisions on, on a child that can barely read or write. Ain't even developed mentally yet. And you don't see that there's a sexual agenda? That there's a sexual ideology, uh, uh, um, ideology that's based here in the land of this ca- captivity? Let me play it again. The most difficult thing for a parent today is to protect your child from premature sexual arousal because the entire civilization is built on sex. Everything is about sex. 
and uh, you can't even have, you know, buy clothes for little girls hardly anymore because everything has a sexual innuendo to it, and it's hard to find little party dresses and things to dress a child like a child. You know, in fact, out in California, uh, they have prostitutes, and then they have what they call prostitutes, which is the little girls that are 8, 9, and 10 years old out on the strip. So this is the day we're living in. And so while we out talking about voting and what they're doing in the White House and all of these other issues around the world, we need to deal right at home. That's the nucleus of the, of the civilization. It's in the house. And I don't know why we have ever thought that we could not get along in the home and not take that out into the greater community. Did and that's what we see today, uh, a bunch of out-of-orderness because it's out-of-order inside the house. And once again, like I, I mentioned earlier, I done dealt with a lot of different brothers and sisters and, and, and married couples. And a, a lot, I would say half of the issues were sexual-based issues. And them issues was stuff that a lot of folks don't think what they liking into is wrong. Contrary to what their, what their partner is even saying. Because they've been exposed to a lot of different things and the other person haven't been exposed to that. And it's not about pleasing each other and getting to know each other sexually. Hey, this is what I've seen or have done before and I want you to do the same thing and vice versa. It ain't no clean slate. That's why in the Bible, virginity was... Once again, let's get back to, to the Israelites. Virginity was very important. Look at the language, and I'm jumping a little bit ahead. Look at the language and the ideologies, good sex, bad sex. If you're a virgin, how do you know what good sex or bad sex is when you ain't had no sex? You're a virgin, no, no, no. How do you know what's too big or too small? What's too loose or what's tight? How do you know? These are all ideas and um, conversations of what whores and prostitutes uh, uh, knew about. The things the Lord told us not to be a part of and not be. Then the Lord said there should be no whores of the daughter of Israel. But what society is so sexually based and you've been so pre-exposed to so many things and have done so many things, your senses have been desensitized to nothing. There's no trigger warnings and nothing that, that, that you see when it comes to something sexual. So watch this real quick. And it start with the kids. Like I said again, I don't know nobody who, as a young person, have not been exposed, have not been exposed to something sexual at a young age. Everybody got a story. Some bad, some not that bad. But you were young. And you don't realize that that played a role into your psychology dealing with sex. Let's go a little bit further. All right. Is everybody still with me? We ain't going too deep, is we? It's going to get a lot more interesting. All right. I got a video for y'all. All right. Give me a second to bring it up.
I got a video for y'all. So I got a video I want to show y'all dealing with um, giving a little brief history of the sex education, the sex concept of here in America. And once again, all this stuff is off you is is off um, YouTube. Um, you can look this stuff up in your own time and see this ain't no um, hidden information. It's public information, but information that we ain't even really looking because our minds are often to all these different other places. So watch this. Give me a second to make this bigger. Let me do that. And let me do this. All right, here we go. you didn't know that in the 70s high school sex education was arguably more progressive than it is today yeah sex ed is so limited in today's schools in fact that 28 states don't even require it to be taught and only 13 states require that sex ed instruction be medically accurate mostly meaning that it should be accurate about the effectiveness of condoms And with teen pregnancy and STI rates in the U.S. substantially higher than in other developed countries, maybe it's time for a sex ed revolution. But just how did sex ed in the U.S. get so bad in the first place? Well, the first sex ed curriculum, called Sex Hygiene Classes, was introduced in 1913 in Chicago by a woman named Ella Flagg Young, who was also the first female superintendent of schools in the city. Unfortunately for Young and her students, the Catholic Church didn't like this very much and put an end to her program after only one year. It wasn't until the U.S. entered World War I that the government realized it had a major problem, or rather its troops did. The army lost a total of 7 million working days from soldiers suffering from STIs, which back then was called VD or venereal disease. And a total of 10,000 soldiers were discharged for having them. The White House concluded that so many American soldiers wouldn't have contracted STIs had they been better educated about sex. In the 20s, upwards of 40% of American public schools started teaching sex ed, which coincidentally developed just as the film industry was taking off. As Hollywood boomed, so did sex ed films. Then in the 30s, the U.S. Office of Education began publishing materials and training teachers on how to teach sex ed. We must continue this important work of education and forget our prudish attitude toward sex. Then in 1944, at the height of World War II, came the mass production of penicillin, saving troops everywhere suffering from STIs. Fast forward 16 years when the FDA approved the pill in 1960 for widespread use. It was the beginning of the sexual revolution. Of course, Americans' newfound sexuality didn't come without backlash. In 1968, a pamphlet called, Is the Schoolhouse the Proper Place to Teach Raw Sex? started appearing in public schools. This moral decay weakens our resistance to the onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. And yet, 1970s curriculum featured some of the most explicit films found in sex ed classes, ones they wouldn't likely show in today's classrooms. Many different kinds of feelings can cause an erection. But by the late 70s, the conservative right started influencing some parents to protest the curriculum. And then in 1981, the Reagan administration introduced the Adolescent Family Life Act. 
This law, which put a ton of funding towards sex ed programs that promoted abstinence, was the single biggest influencer on modern-day sex ed curriculum. But research showed that abstinence-only programs that gained popularity in the 80s and 90s didn't work. Teens still had just as much sex, and states with abstinence-only education had the highest rates of teen pregnancies. In fact, a 2008 study reported that teens who received comprehensive sex education were 60% less likely to get pregnant than those who received abstinence-only education. So in 2010, Obama cut funding for abstinence-only programs by two-thirds, and for the first time ever, the government began funding comprehensive sex ed programs—you know, ones that actually talked about contraception. Today, both abstinence-only sex ed and more comprehensive sex ed are equally funded by the government. But with only 18 states and the District of Columbia requiring those kinds of comprehensive classes, is it time to teach all students what they really need to know about sex? So, so, so y'all saw that, right? A, a brief history on on how what I what they teach you in school about sex, how it came about and involved, right? I got another one on、uh, uh, with you. Let's go a little bit further before, because what they were teaching in schools, what information were they extracting from? In order for you to create a lesson, it gotta be based on something coming from something. A lot of it made up, but it, it,、um, where it come from? Let's let's tap into that real quick. Let me pull up this next one real quick. And if you got comments or、um, to what's going on, always utilize the comment. Don't be ashamed. This is a safe place. You can type. So let's watch this real quick. All this is off YouTube. This video、um, is titled "Sexuality in the Middle Ages." All right, remember what we touched earlier with that we read in First Maccabees and what we、um, touched on in、um, in Malachi. Okay. Ages are quite interesting because their culture is different from ours in many ways. The European Middle Ages are quite interesting because their culture is different from ours in many ways, yet also similar. Modern Western culture derives from medieval European culture, and so we inherit many of its. I, I want to highlight that part. They extract their their um their culture and understanding they teach to us. It comes from this era. Pay attention. They're letting you know. So, 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 where's this curriculum coming from? It comes from the Middle Age era. How was they getting down when it comes to sex during the Middle Ages? It's very important because that's the understanding that we have today. That's a piece of the root of our oppressor where he get his understanding from. Ideas, but use them differently. There are many different sources about sex in the Middle Ages. One of the most interesting types of sources is the church count records. In Western Europe, the church oversaw all laws that concerned personal morality. The ecclesiastical court was regularly used instead of the secular court. Throughout the Middle Ages, some different religious laws and proclamations attempt to restrict when, how, and with whom could have sex. For instance, people were forbidden to have sex on Sundays because it was the Lord's Day, and also on Thursdays and Fridays, which were supposed to be days of preparation for communion. 
There were also three long periods of abstinence, Lent, which could last from 47 to 62 days, before Christmas, which could be at least 35 days long, and around Pentecost, which could be from 40 to 60 days. Also, many feast days for certain saints would be considered sexless days. During the middle... Did y'all hear that? This is very important because when the oppressor came <laughs> over here, he's coming from a place of restrictions. Do y'all see how many days that they could not even come together and do something? We're talking about for stretches of 30 and 60 and 70 days over and over again throughout the year. When you add this up, that, that leaves them only maybe two to three months um, uh, of sex throughout a year. And this was authorized by, by the church, by what they were following. This is not our customs. This is the customs of our oppressor. We're going back a little bit into the history. Pay attention. Watch this. Middle Ages, penitential books that set forth church rules and penitential practices were popular. Among the many different sins, those related to sexual practices were highlighted. In these penitential writings, it was common to find prohibitions for the practice of oral sex, sodomy, masturbation, and coitus with animals. Time tracking is fun. Punishments, we can find some, such as the following. Whoever commits fornification with an effeminate man, or with another man, or with an animal, must fast for 10 years. In another place, it says that one who commits fornification... Come on now, dog. Come on, man. Hey, who raised you? Hey, did y'all hear that? <laughs> if you, they had a rule. I want to pay attention now. If you did something with an animal, if you did some kind of wrong sexual thing, for ten years you couldn't have none. You have to fast for ten years. Is y'all hearing this? I know they ain't doing that. Mm -mm. Pay attention. With an animal must fast for 15 years and sodomites must fast for 7 years. The punishment for masturbation was fasting for 20 days and if the person kept relapsing, he would be flagellated. Although one could have sex with the spouse, the couple could only do it in one position, the missionary position. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Now, we're dealing with uh, the, the oppressor that came over here and wrecked house from 1492, from 1619. Mm -hmm. This man had a lot of different laws that governed him and the land that they were in. They were extremely limited. Married couple can only do it in one position. Pay attention. We're we, we, we digging in a little bit, not fully, a little bit into the psychology of our oppressor. This position, the missionary position, have sex with the spouse, the couple could only do it in one position, the missionary position. This position was allowed based on the fact that it provides less pleasure for the couple and is also a position that leaves the woman passive 
with the man having the full initiative. Marriage existed only to produce children and to limit the sexual temptation promoted by the devil. Even in marriage, excessive sex between husband and wife was condemned because the sexual. Did y'all hear that? According to what they had going on, because this ain't the Israelite customs at all. We're reading about the custom of the oppressor that ruled over us in, 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 in some kind of way. We done adopted all his philosophies. And in the marriage way that they had set up, you you were not to have sex with your spouse a lot. <laughs> you, when you hear this, you're like, wait a minute, hold on. What, what, what are we talking about here? But all this is going to play a very role into what was executed upon our people here. Pay attention. Go back a little bit. Even in marriage, excessive sex between husband and wife was condemned because the sexual drive was a defect subject to divine correction. Ecclesiastical and civil court documents, almost all of which were written by men, often monks or religious authorities, show that at a time, many bishops held that all sexual acts, even within marriage, constituted sin. However, if it remained within the boundaries of marriage for procreation and did not occur under other circumstances, it was tolerated as a venial sin. To moderate lust was the rule of every good Christian Excessive sex within marriage was a constant theme in church circles. St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Albert the Great claimed that sex in excess caused a shortened life, diminished the physique, weakened mental acuity, and impaired insight. So they went to try and throw some science on there. That if you have a whole bunch of sex with your wife, with your spouse, that it messes your body up. It's a sin against God. They threw all these different um, things on top of it because what a lot of these other, uh, uh, they were saying one thing, but we all see what folks are into, especially those of this Catholic um, um, thing. While they're telling, oh no, um, you you, you uh, can't get married and all this stuff. Y'all see what happened. That sexual inhibition is being performed. A lot of rules about what a man and woman should not be doing. Have y'all heard anything about little kids? Have y'all heard anything? Any rules pertaining to, they've been talking about sex for about five minutes. From animals and to how often and how not to do things between you and you and your, and your spouse. But nothing about little kids. And you wonder why the little kids things is flourishing in the so-called Catholic church. Pay attention. St. Augustine warned, the man who loves his wife too much is also an adulterer. An orgasm was not considered a rational pleasure and the female body, more prone to sin and corruption, needed constant male supervision. The woman was a seductress, and therefore the harshest punishments were set aside for her. Penitential manuals gradually fell into oblivion during the Middle Ages and were seldom produced after the 12th century. Much was taught and preached about how dangerous lust was and that people, especially women, could fall into temptation. 
But all this literature was written by men who were not married and were supposed to avoid women, so of course they wrote about how women were a temptation. As for prostitution, it was considered a sinful act. However, in urban areas throughout medieval Europe, it was tolerated as a necessary evil. And we have a video of this very subject that you can always watch. The case of the French cleric Arnaud de Venal exemplifies the sophistication of medieval sexuality at the time. One day in the early 14th century, when Arnaud was a student, he had sex with a prostitute. A few years later, he confessed this lapse to the Inquisition, stating that, Burned. I was living in Toulouse. Time when lepers were burned, I was living in Toulouse. One day, I did it with a prostitute, and after I committed this sin, my face began to swell. I was horrified and thought I had caught leprosy. Then I swore to myself that in the future I would never sleep with a woman again. Arnaud swore that he would never sleep with another woman, but he didn't just give up sex. Instead, he admitted that to fulfill that oath, I started abusing boys. Arnaud's story is not unusual. Many medieval men found themselves with unwanted symptoms after visiting a brothel and attributed their situation to sexual behavior. Among the many medical miracles attributed to St. Thomas Becket, for instance, is the healing of Roger de Beaumont, who became leprous immediately after visiting a prostitute in the late 12th century. Much has been said about the medieval tendency to interpret disease as a product of sexual sin. As a matter of fact, the medical inclination to view disease as sexual sin was not based solely on moral judgments. There were strong medical elements as well. Concerns about the sexual transmission of disease by prostitutes were often approached rationally. Sometimes local authorities took preventive measures, for instance. Medieval physicians saw excessive sex as a real medical problem. Popular myth claimed that several nobles died from sexual excess. According to medieval ideas about the body, based on the system of four humors, namely blood, phlegm, black bile, and yellow bile, the behavior of those men who had too much sex posed a problem. The system of bodily humors arose from the idea that health is based on the balance of the bodily humors, and disease is the product of imbalance. To maintain good health, one had to keep the bodily fluids in balance. To do this, one had to expel different bodily fluids, including semen. Regular sexual intercourse was therefore part of a healthy life for most men, but moderation was key. Too much sex would exhaust the body. In most severe cases, it could have fatal consequences. On the other hand, medieval medical authorities held that too little sex was a medical problem. Celibacy was potentially harmful to health, especially for young men. Long-term celibacy meant retaining too much sperm, which would affect the heart, which in turn could damage other body parts. The celibate could experience symptoms such as headaches, anxiety, weight loss, and, in the most severe cases, death. Although celibacy was highly valued as a spiritual virtue in medieval society, the celibate was as much at risk medically as the libertine. For example, King Louis VIII of France insisted on remaining faithful to his wife while fighting in the Albigensian Crusade of 1209-1229. Conventional wisdom attributed his death to the resulting celibacy, making him the most famous victim of death by celibacy. 
For most crusaders, sexual abstinence was, at most, a temporary inconvenience that they endured until they returned home and were reunited with their wives. But for many priests in medieval Europe, celibacy was a lifelong condition that could choice. Humor-based medical theory argued that all bodily fluids were processed forms of blood and that their common origin made them interchangeable. Consequently, regular blood draws were considered necessary for celibate men. Routine bleeding was common in medieval monasteries to balance the moods of monks and minimize the risk of involuntary ejaculation. Crying could also serve as an alternative to intercourse by expelling fluids. Exercise and sweaty baths were also useful for those who wished to practice long-term abstinence. Besides the measures that stimulated the excretion of fluids, the celibate had to be careful about what he put in his body. A man who wanted to avoid sex while maintaining his physical well-being needed to fast regularly and follow a diet mainly consisting of cold foods and drinks that prevent, suppress, and thicken semen and quench desire. Salted fish, pickled vegetables, and cold water were considered particularly appropriate foods for monks. While the most famous cases of death from celibacy involved male clerics, women were equally susceptible to this medical problem in their own way. According to medical theory at the time, both sexes produced the semen necessary for conception, and like sperm, female semen had to be expelled from the body during regular sexual intercourse. In a non-sexually active woman, the semen would be kept in her body. When it grew, it caused asphyxiation of the uterus. Symptoms of this final condition include fainting and shortness of breath, which in the most severe cases could be fatal. For women, as for men, the best way to avoid death by celibacy was to marry and have regular sexual relations with their spouse, sanctioned by the church. If this was not possible, there were several helpful remedies, including restricted diets and vinegar suppositories. Some doctors, however, recommended a surprising alternative, masturbation, contrary to church teaching. When it came to sex, medieval people encountered a dilemma, how to maintain vital physical balance without exposing themselves to disease or sin. The decline of humor-based medicine and changes in religious belief eliminated some of the fears that people dealt with in the Middle Ages, but not everything has changed. The discourse about sex is still about conflicting health demands, social pressure, and personal tendencies. As in the Middle Ages, sex remains both a pleasure and a problem in the 21st century. So I hope y'all was able to, um, I hope that was able to give y'all a brief synopsis. That's not everything. But to, to at least give you an idea of the mind state of our oppressor. That when he was in his own land, amongst his own, they had a lot of weird rules, ideologies, um, restrictions, or religious laws. They had a whole, that was them and their thing. I'm going to say it again. That was them and their own thing. Had nothing to do with us. That's before they started coming to, and once again, I'm highlighting and focusing on 
here in Atlanta, America, 1492, 1619, dealing with us. The man that came over here and and, and turned into a whole thought. Well, like I said, <laughs> you're on point, sis, but they came over here and turned into a thought towards our people. That's true. There was nobody to tell them nothing about nothing about nothing about nothing. So let's continue. I got another video for y'all. I hope we following along. Hey, Shabbat Shalom to those that's um, just coming in. So watch this real quick, right? I want y'all to see this. And the truth is the truth, you know? All right. Now watch this. You also write about, and this is unpleasant stuff to get into, but uh, you write more explicitly, I think, than most most accounts of slavery have been about the sexual exploitation of women. <clears throat> now, when I was a kid and you go on a tour of an antebellum house somewhere in the Mississippi Valley, uh, there'd usually be no reference to, uh, to physical relations between the owners or white people and the slaves, but sometimes the tour guide would cast off some, uh, some playful reference to uh, the part of the plantation where sometimes the, the young men of the plantation or the sons of the owner, sometimes they would end up, end up down in the quarters, and that's how a light-skinned baby would come to pass. And there was, there was something kind of, uh, kind of humorous about it, and it was this, this modest little thing that had to do with when young men got too drunk and went to excess on a Saturday night. You talk about, you quote someone, rape, uh, the rape of a particular uh, black woman after she's been purchased, as is the common practice. Uh, you say slavery's frontier was a white man's sexual playground. Yeah. Those are um, strong statements, but I also think that they, um, they're true. Uh, I, was, um, I was certainly su- surprised when I started to discover in the papers of um, Rice Ballard, who starts off as one of the, the country's great slave traders and eventually becomes one of the country's great plantation owners by the 1850s. Uh, the operations he owns are, are producing 10,000 bales of cotton a year. I was surprised to find, to discover uh, the great degree of frankness with which he and his business partners wrote about enslaved women, uh, and, and particularly the, the light-skinned ones who were um, sold as, as a, a kind of um, symbol of, of uh, sexual prowess, if you will, who marketed as such in, in, in certain ways. I was su- su- surprised by the degree of frankness to which they, they talked about all of that and talked about their own um, escapades uh, uh, and assaults, uh, sexual assaults on women, uh, and just the way in which they accepted this as, as part of the um, the attraction, the, the, f- the frills uh, of the trade, uh, the ways in which commodities um, who were human beings were marketed as sexual commodities. Uh, and and this, this was certainly um, one of the, um, the most uh, depressing parts of the research, uh, as, as you can imagine. Hey, did y'all hear this? So what he was trying to um, break down is that Slavery, you wonder why, you wonder why folks breaking their neck to get over here, to get a piece of the slave trade, because it was their playground. They was able to, and once again, 
they, they love to highlight how much they raped the black woman. That's what they um, like to um, repeat on video. But when you get to reading these books, the same type of things that they, that they, they are referencing, that they're pulling from, you will be surprised how many men and again, how much children was raped. I know the narrative that they, they've been pushing for a long time and it, and it happened. But the black woman will fall number three in line to the rape that was going on. They don't want to talk about uh, uh, how they raped the men. They won't talk about how much children they was raping. It's more palatable when you retell the accounts of slavery than just talk about the woman part of it. Even though that's accurate. Is everybody following? It was their playground. What do you mean was their playground? Going back to the video we watched before that. Did y'all see the list of restrictions? Oh, you masturbate? You um um you have to fast and be not do nothing for years. If not, if you were caught um doing it with a the same sex, seven years, an animal, fifteen years, all these different things. Your wife, you you can do with it, do it with her to um to procreate a baby. You can't do it, and it's so many rules. And with the rules came different um, religious psychology things. Because God hate this. They put they put the, the religious spell on it. They put the science spell. Well, you know, um, um, so much blood um, gathers up in you. And all these different weird things. These were their ideologies, beliefs. Where do we fall in place now? You have folks who lived generations and generations upon this idea now they're over here oppressing the Israelites. Do you think they're going to keep them same customs? They same ways when it comes to sex? Obviously, y'all know they didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, like our sister said, they went full thought. They went crazy over here. And our people under, understanding of sex in all facets Start there, believe it or not. You ain't had the opportunity to learn how to how to deal sexually with your mate in all honesty, genuineness, and trueness. It's nothing but a replay, a reenact, a re um a a a a, a redoing of what you saw from somewhere else that comes from a savage place. So watch this. Let's get some more. I, 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 I got some more. Watch this. And it's getting to a point. It's getting to a point. Trust me, I have a point. But I, I want to be thorough in the history because the history plays. Because once I start getting to what we're doing now today, I don't want nobody to be uh, confused on how we got here. We love to hone in on what our brothers and sisters are doing um, unknowingly today, but where it come from? Where they learning stuff from? That blame don't fall there. That blame supposed to get spread. It. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. This next one. And I know a lot of this stuff is real hard to um to to, to digest. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but we have to um, get the message through the mess. It's a message in there, but it's it's messy as hell. So watch this. Slavery is a deplorable notion. One person owning another is just not acceptable in today's world. But history bears out the ugly truth of rich, white plantation owners in Southern America owning black Americans and treating them with harsh physical punishments if they went against the owner's wishes. However, those television documentaries and references in history books seldom explore the very personal horrors faced by those who were enslaved some two centuries ago. Here are some instances where slaves were forced into extreme sexual behaviors and reproducing children to replenish the number of slaves solely for the benefit of their masters. Number one, slave women were subjected to many sexual improprieties. Among them were violations by their masters and their sons, forced matings and arranged marriages. Number two, Historian E. Franklin Frazier said stockmen were weighed and tested before being put into a room with young women to mate for the purpose of bearing children. Number three. By the end of the 18th century, the breeding of slaves was a common practice. Laws were changed so the public could view slaves as things instead of people, so the owner could do with them as he wished. Slave owners even began believing that slavery was grounded in the Bible. Number four. American slaves in 1860 were worth $4 billion, which was far more than the $228 million worth of gold and silver circulating back then. Did y'all catch that number? You let folks sit right here and desensitize you to slavery and it really wasn't a big thing and and all this um, generational wealth that folks got. Slavery was big business. The biggest business that ever touched these shores, ever. A business and a wealth that have extended past its ending. They're still living off the wealth of this stuff. But we don't want to have that conversation. Knowledge is very important. So watch this. Let's get some more. Even the value of Southern farmland, $1.92 billion, did not amount to the worth of the... Did you hear this? The, um, the, 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 the value of slaves was worth more than all the gold in the earth at that time. The value of the land that the slaves was worth, was working on, the, it was worth more the value. Is y'all seeing this? Don't let nobody else hop up here and talk. And man, you, I know it's been atrocities across the earth with a lot of different races. But once again, like the Bible said, what's been done to Israel has not been done to nobody else on the earth. Here is some more proof. 
There was not a slave trade like the one that happened to us. The things that happened to our people is uncomparable. We ain't talking about how bad it was. We rank number one as the worst. What happened to us was the worst. It was declared in the Bible, and what the Bible declared is manifest right here in our faces proof. Argument over with. Let's get some more. Farmland. $1.92 billion did not amount to the worth of the slaves. So for the owners, their slaves were worth everything to them. Number five. The mortality rate among slaves was very high. So their owners would often encourage or force them to have children. Even at the age of 13, females were expected to begin having children to replenish the slave stock. They were expected to have four or five children by the age of 20. They were often encouraged by their owners to do this. With so the dealing with young girls is certain groups that advocate the same age, the same age they advocate a, a, a girl becomes a woman or, or, or whatnot. Where do you think that come from? That's not out the Bible. A lot of our people are repeating the same tactics, ideology, and philosophies of our oppressor as is thus said the Lord. You see where it come from? Our oppressor said that that's the time um, at 13, 12, 13 years old, it's time for her to have some sex and have some babies. And you wonder why folks are repeating these same things. And you're thinking they pulled it out the Bible, out some history? No, that's straight from the oppressor's mouth. Let's continue. The promise of freedom. Number six. Female slaves who did not cooperate with their owners to bear children for them would be subjected to many and various punishments, both mental and physical. Number seven. In some instances, the females who bore children for their owners were given gifts, including extra clothing, the withdrawal of any harsh treatment, and sometimes, if their quota was met, freedom. The beginning of pimping. The, uh, highlight that part right there. Stick a thumbtack right there. That's the beginning of pimping. An exchange of something for sexual favors. Pay attention. Number eight. Women who did not or could not bear children would not be given any breaks or rewards that were given to mothers, and they would do the same work on the level of men. Number nine, if a woman was deemed infertile, she would sometimes be separated from her family, and owners would sometimes split up married couples and require them to choose new partners. Number 10, male slaves at the age of 15 
were inspected to see if they could breed well. If it So um, this whole and I'm, I'm I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. This whole uh, ideology of <laughs> when do majority of young folks are being pushed to have sex as a teenager? Ain't nothing changed. Who pushing you to go on there and get it as a teenager? That's what the slave master used to do. They starting to see if that thing worked about the age of 14, 15. We're dealing with truth and facts now. We're going to get to a lot of these roots and issues that's in our people so we can get healed up and be effective. So let's get some more. It was deemed that they could not. Their testicles would be castrated. Over the course of five years, each young male was expected to get at least... If you was not able to perform as a, a, you are a still an adolescent you're a baby if you wasn't able to perform up to their standards then they will cut your stuff off now you're a eunuch at a young age don't matter if you developed don't matter if if it might be a, a, no these are the different atrocities we don't hear about this stuff being talked about And it ain't changed. Ain't it now? Oh, bro, you ain't had no sex. You ain't did it. You ain't got the draws. And a young man can't say, well, you know, I really ain't comfortable. I really ain't ready for that. You ain't no real man. You must be gay then and all type of stuff. We done picked up the white man's spirit and performing it in new and different ways as if it's our own. It's high time for us to wake up and repent. Let's get some more. I'm going to go back a little bit on, on that one. Years, each young male was expected to get at least 12 female slaves pregnant. According to the slave narratives. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying to get through it. You were expected to get at least 12 women pregnant. And we think this spirit of of, of 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 being promiscuous is something new, or something that that we just got in us. Let's keep going. A male slave named Bert was said to have fathered over two hundred children. Number eleven. Plantation owners would often take the pretty female slaves and put them to work in the household. But if the owner showed affections or gave favors to the pretty girl, his wife would subject her to torture. If the pretty slave bore a child, the owner's wife would behead that child. Number 12. Now you see why there's um, a, a, a spirit that's on white women against black women, Israelite women. This thing is deep, man. It's deep and darkening than what a lot of folks want to come to terms with. That man that's supposed to be her husband, he ain't touching her because he dealing, he, he dealing with her the way 
um, they was told to be dealt with back in the homeland. I can only touch you a few times out the year because you're pure, you're, you know, you're honest. We're good um, Catholics or Christians or whatever the hell they, they pilgrims, whatever the hell they were. But then he sees, she see him tiptoeing left and right um, with every man or woman or little child. And then he starts seeing that certain little boys or little girls or uh, little, little cute boy girls is walking around the house and getting all his attention and she ain't getting no attention. She's just there as a formality. We're dealing with facts now. Not fairy tale. We're solving some of the questions now. I wonder why. Why this? Why they feel like? Why did it? Why? Some of these whys are being answered as we speak right now. Let's get some more. To provide entertainment for his friends, the plantation owner would sometimes arrange orgies among the male and female slaves. His friends would be allowed to join in them. Number 13, a slave wife. I want you to highlight number 13. He will allow his friends to come and jump in. That's not called an orgy. That's called a train. An orgy is willing participants. That person ain't willing. That, that's a train. And we don't touch on that a little bit later. Like I said, I want to jump ahead of myself. It's a whole lot to unpack. But there's a, 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 a there's a genesis to all this stuff that we are into that we think is our own. That there's some uniqueness to, to, to what you think and feel. We have to be born again, man. So watch this. Could never be faithful to her husband. A slave wife could never be faithful to her husband, as most owners demanded she have affairs with other men. Nor was she allowed to remain pure or virtuous. Did y'all hear that? A woman wasn't allowed to be faithful to her husband. It was demanded of her to sleep with who the master said to sleep with. We can't overlook this. We can't minimize it and make it seem like this ain't a real, these different points that we're, that we're crossing, that these are not very severe points and issues. All of these things play a role into what you see right now today. Watch this. Number 14. Some male slaves were purchased by their owners solely by the size of their penis. And the black men were often raped by their gay slave owners. Did y'all hear that? I'm going to play it again. And the black men were often raped by their gay slave owners. This process. Did y'all hear that? 
y'all don't they, they don't bring that up. You know, that's that's almost like a, a novelty that where the owner this was common. A lot of these different books, like I said, we really don't read the stuff. We 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 too worried about celebrities and their lives, who they having sex with, who who they cheating on, who the hidden baby mama. We worried about their lives. The history of our people, all the levels of conditioning that have been placed upon us, we have no clue about it. So when certain things are in you and your wife and your kids and your friend, your family members, you have no, you're dealing with it from face value, from as it is in your face, not knowing the root of where this stuff come from. Slavery had levels to it, man. Had levels. And this is just what the Most High has allowed to be unpacked to us in these last days. I don't believe we done scratched the surface on what really went down. But the Bible said that what's been done to us ain't been done to nobody else. And this again reaffirm that the Bible is a true book. So watch this. Let's get some more was called breaking the buck and finally number 15 not all owners abandoned the children they fathered with female slaves some would provide them with education and money and some owners even set free their mistresses and mixed-race children that's all for today we see that y'all still with me it ain't too heavy, huh? We 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 ain't even got started yet, y'all. <laughs> we ain't even got started. Like I said, it's been taking me a while to put this together because it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So so we so just briefly in the videos that I have showed y'all, it's giving the background. It's, it's it's framing the conversation that we have, the education that we have about sex is really a miseducation. What you like, what you into, your your it is it comes from somewhere. And where you picked it up from, it comes from somewhere before that. And if we know where this stuff comes from, then you'll be able to reassess what you really like. And be able to reassess, hey, am, am I dealing with my husband? Am I dealing with my wife right? Now, we're talking about with marriage stuff. We already know if you ain't married, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing none of this stuff no way. Israelite man, Israelite woman. But it's certain, it, 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 it's certain um, things that brothers and sisters are into that they that 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 they bring into their marriage and it's creating problems in the marriage and we ain't never assess hey wait a minute why do I like that is that right it's not even a, a thing of of coming to just like I said a lot of stuff that we've been exposed to is really the corrupted us 
a virgin brother and a virgin sister is the perfect combination because they know nothing about nothing. They have nothing to compare or measure things by. They're not polluted. And society wouldn't say that. Say that a virgin, you're the most worst person in the world. You don't know how to do this and do that. No, 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 no. Who said you had to know all this stuff? When that man and woman come together, they're supposed to be in one. Ain't that what the Bible say? Whatever it is about sex, they're supposed to learn that stuff together and what makes them two um, gel and, and be together. Not based off other things. And we don't touch on other things. So watch this. So let's progress with the um, framework that we got going on there now. So we got some history, right? Um, Going into our oppressor and what his sexual education was in his own land before dealing with us in 1492 and 1619. All right. The different things that he was subjected to in his society. So now when he left his society to come and oppress us in a whole totally different place, the things that was placed upon us were evil things, savagery things. So watch this. It's, have y'all seen a documentary? It's it's not a it's not a documentary. It's a um it's a movie. It's called Goodbye Uncle Tom. Is anybody familiar with that? That 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 movie was banned. Is y'all familiar with that? I never heard of the movie, never knew it existed until I came into the truth. I can't even tell you what year in the truth um, that that I was told about. That. I don't know if that was year two, three, four. But um, I found out that that thing exists when I was in the truth. Um, showing the um, a real blunt showing of how the slaves was dealt with. And I couldn't believe that the movie was even put together. I couldn't believe it. I was like, who? You would almost think they stepped into slaves. Like, who would act this out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what actor is signing up to portray this for some money? Who would do this? This is too traumatizing. Now, I don't know if y'all seen it. I I, I want to show y'all a couple of excerpts. Now, this is off YouTube, so obviously, I, I know the audio will be on point. I don't know at the end of this um class, this the, the YouTube will keep this video up. But these videos, that's why I play videos that's on YouTube. They're up here. <laughs> so hopefully the thing don't get taken down, but they're up here. So I'm replaying what you can click on right now and see on YouTube for yourself. But I want to show y'all, the, the, name, the name of the movie is Goodbye, Uncle Tom. Um, the video was banned to be viewed. You won't see this video on no networks ever here in America. You have to get the DVD. So watch this. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm, again, let me post this disclaimer. Let me post this disclaimer. Like I said, I wouldn't suggest no kids be in on this, especially if parents, if you haven't had a conversation 
But it's a few points that I want to highlight that they brought out. Now, I've seen a lot of different slave movies touch on a lot of different things, but they ain't brought it out the way that they, they brought it. Ain't nobody touched goodbye Uncle Tom and talking about what happened to us. They are the like the gold standard of as of now, if you want to reduplicate what happened in slavery on video, nobody ain't touched it. So like, give me a second to pull up this disclaimer. Alright. But I want to show y'all something real quick. Just a couple of excerpts from that. In your own time and leisure, um, check, check it out. It's on YouTube, the whole thing. But again, um, I hope y'all who got kids got parental locks on y'all um stuff, because kids, it's a lot of stuff that um kids should not be seeing. So let me pull pull this up real quick, y'all. Hey, Shabbat Shalom to everybody. Um, I pray folks are getting some edification, some education, definitely some exhortation out, out, out of this. All right? So I already have a time stamped. Um, I'm going to start here. All right? So so let's check this out. Do you think those women really believe all that nonsense about symbiosis? Could be, maybe, maybe not. Where are their husbands? Here in New Orleans at their townhouses, keeping an eye on business. Alone? Well, you saw their wives. They're in the country with the young people. Why don't we go and take a look? Of course. That's where we're going. One, two, three. Ah, that's just right. Uh, three black peppercorns with glass of port, and you have an excellent digestive. <laughs> That's what I always say. Black is always tasty. Take, for instance, a nice piece of black meat, juicy and soft, even if it's slightly gamey. That's the best part. They're gay. Now, mind you, um, the man was speaking early in the video about um, he was reading the accounts of, of of slave on like I said, it's records on all this stuff. It ain't like we gotta try and make it up as we go. They kept records not only of how much money, cattle, and land and things, but they also kept diaries, if you will, to use that term, to be able to keep accounts of how they lived and what they did. They gloried in the stuff. He said he read accounts and, and they detailed the joys and exploits that they did on their plantations. He said that slave um, masters would invite their friends over to have a ball with our brothers and sisters sexually. Here is a reenactment of it. Jimmy taste always oh, so easy to digest, even if eaten at bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than our weekly ration of white meat. I taste the snack that leaves you tossing and turning all night long. <laughs> That may be true in this uncivilized country, but it cannot compare, as I have found, to the French. We've heard enough about your French bitches. Wait till he's married to a wife who thinks all men are disgusting animals. Then he can tell us what kind of fun he gets in her bed. Indeed, that is because you don't know how to put a dash of pepper in it. Truly, you are peasants, with the tastes of peasants. You like pepper in your pot and the musky stench of your servants. Uncivilized. Easy, son. Easy. I have known other peasants like me and you to slip out of the bed of Madame Pompadour or some such bitch to find a tastier snack in Mammy's larder. (laughs) 
Look, you don't line up for inspection, you wenches. I show you who's boss around here. Show me your nails. You been rubbing in the slops again. Get that filth from under your claws, slut. And you. Hold up your arms. I declare, smell straight from the cesspool. Go wash yourself with lasso. Maybe I'll come here. Now you open your jaws. Ah, garlic. You chomp on those clothes till your teeth falls out. And you, you always been a pretty clean wench. You almost no stink at all. Now you, turn round. Turn round, I say. Bend over. So they utilize, as you see here, they, they utilize our own to maintenance the evils that was done amongst us. It's levels to, to, to this stuff. The same way these women, um, this woman that's doing this right here, she was forced into this. The master conditioned her to be in the way she is to make sure you have these young Young girls, remember, 12, 13 years old, prime and ready for use. It's an ideology behind all this stuff. And if she didn't do a good job, something bad will happen to her. That's why she's so diligent in making sure these girls are in top condition to be passed around like a loose joint. So watch this. I don't mind admitting it, dear God. I'm mighty appreciative of all your... Come on in. Hey, just a moment. Let's follow those girls. As I was saying, dear Lord, I'm real obliged to you for all you've given this deserving but humble servant today. And Did y'all see that he, he his, his main slave servant slept by the door of his room so whenever master wants something you can just get up off the floor and serve them on the ground I know a lot of this stuff when y'all watch it y'all might not catch so I'm going to highlight certain things for all that I know you will give me tomorrow I thank you for the wisdom you now he on his knees sending up prayers to whatever God he calling on Thanking him for all he have and thanking him for the young minor baby that he about to sexually assault. You hear folks say that they believe in God. You better ask what God is you talking about? Because there's thousands of gods in the earth. Or because somebody said they believe in God don't mean they believe in the God you're talking about. We have to be a little bit more wiser. So watch this. Endowed me with at birth, the countless good deeds you inspire me to do. And I also reckon I should thank you for closing your divine eye to a few little transgressions I got planned for tonight. Come on, you. Get in here. But in humble sincerity, dear Lord, let me take this opportunity to thank you for my continuing stamina and finally for the riches you've already bestowed on me, which I'm sure you wish me to keep and to multiply. Amen. You like my prayer? I made it up myself. When a man knows good from evil, he's much better off making up his own prayers. 
Me and God, we get along good. As I see it, God created me in his image and likeness. Here we go with these private interpretations. They, they, they're telling you how they got their own personal relationship with God. Do not that language sound familiar today? Everybody got their own unique relationship with God. But once again, what God is we talking about? We never ask that question. What God is we talking about here? Because the God that he's serving ain't the God that's inside this Bible. And now he's he's giving her a little bit indoctrination. We done had um over the years um folks um using the Bible to get into beds with little girls and little boys and teenage boys. So this was a new uh, 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 a new thing. We are repeating the behaviors of our oppressor. Some knowingly, some unknowingly. Let's get some more. That's in the Bible. That's why I'm white. Then he made the Negro, uh, which is also in the Bible, which says that he immediately regretted it and damned the entire race, leaving them without a soul fit only to be my slaves. Then with the night come these black ghosts, damned by God. I say ghost only because of their damn blackness. But they have a body. Ah, what a body. Look at her. <laughs> to avoid them is to lose God's battle. The trapsman tonight is to conquer them. The victory of light over darkness. At my age, it's something of a task. But with God's help, my friend... And these. <laughs> well, it's late. I got work to do. Nanny! Nanny! Now I want to pause it right here. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something real quick. And you want to know why there was a certain segment of oppressors that was willing to die to keep slavery going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a certain segment of, 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 of oppressors that was willing to die to keep slavery. There also is a lot of difference of them same um, folks who are in certain groups, clan groups, militia groups, that would fight to get this back going on. They want what their great-great-granddaddy had. They don't want to work no more. They don't want to do, They want to be able to live off the land and the people the way their great-great-granddaddy did. And they believe they are entitled to that. A lot of these people ain't, 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 ain't. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Let's get some more. Mammy! Mammy! Where are you, you black slut? You come here now. Move your big, fat, black ass. Come here, I said. I'm coming. I'm here. I'm right here, master. What wrong? Idiot. What's wrong? You old fool. This is what's wrong. Did you or did you not send me this fraud? Why, master, how 
talk like that, Master. I don't fraud nobody, Master. That Helen, Master, she a beautiful wench. You listen, you stupid black bitch. At 60, I don't give a damn for her beauty. You send me a virgin. Get rid of her. That's not possible. Do you see this? He don't want no virgin. He wants somebody that's, what, experienced. And, and do, do, do that language sound similar today? Do we say the same things today? We don't want no, we, we don't want no virgin. We want a vet. We want a freak. We want somebody. That's the same language. It's the same language. I want somebody to know what they doing. Where you get that from? Why you feel that way? That's the same language, same feeling our oppressor had. When you read not according to the Israelites' culture, <laughs> you better been a virgin. It was hell to pay if the woman wasn't a virgin. Do y'all remember those scriptures? They didn't want no woman that been around with other men. That's our culture. But today we want that freak. We want that woman that, that, that done did some things. We don't care how, how she learned those things. We don't care if, if them things that she know how to do now came behind trauma, abuse, molestation. It don't matter. I just want them things done with me when I'm with her. That's where we at with it. Where that come from? How did you formulate them kind of views and opinion? It come from here. Master was rolling like that. Master didn't want no damn virgin. He wanted a hoe. He wanted a young. Now, man, we're dealing with 12 and 13-year-old girls. How much do they really could know about sex? There's levels to this stuff, y'all. So watch this. she be a whore if she never slept with anybody yeah. how could she be a slut how could she be a b word she ain't did nothing with nobody her first time is right now with this old man and making her feel ashamed making her feel sh- this is the yeah. sexual education we got going on here yeah. she's learning about sex right now in this moment a lot of sisters can identify with that yeah. a lot of brothers can identify with that and all these different things that were evilly happen has now become your education. And with this education comes a form of what? Performance. It shapes you a certain way. It forms you a certain way. It's levels to, to this stuff. And it's a lot of married couples with sisters that have an education like this. And you want to now, now, oh, well, she married, got a, 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 it's some damage there, brother. It ain't minimalizing the love and care she had when it comes to that, 
it's some trauma. How about let's try and fix that trauma? You fix that trauma, then sex wouldn't be a problem. But it's something there. But we ain't taught the deal. It's just give me what I want right now. I don't care what you've been through. What what they say? Um, get over it. Mm. That was in the past. That's spoken real boldly from a person that did, that that didn't happen to. Mm. You ain't a girl. <laughs> you wasn't a virgin. You wasn't taken advantage of. Very bold and confident words from a person that can't relate, not even on a gender uh, on level. So let's get some more of this. We almost done. And, and once again, a lot of this stuff is a hard dose to swallow. It's a hard dose to swallow. But these things shaped and formed what we see today and what's being promoted today. Like it's, it's right and wholesome and honest. And your young daughters and them are seeing these things and see you, you're not checking, you're not letting them see things and correct the behavior from, you make it seem like that's the way a woman's supposed to be. That's the way a young man's supposed to be. We continue in the miseducation. It's a legacy now. It started from way back here and we keeping it going. So let's get some more of this. She beat, she beat that virgin girl. What'd she do wrong? Help me out real quick. I, I, I want to make sure I ain't lost nobody. What did she do wrong? Once again, this is a, this is the education right here. This is this this young girl is learning about sex and all of their from this experience. Did she do anything wrong? So watch this. Let's get some more. Does you want me, master? What's that child want you? What do you mean? Eyes, does you want me, master? Eyes bathed all over, and master, as a virgin. A virgin? My God, how old are you, child? Thirteen. What? Thirteen, I guess, according to mommy. Thirteen? Thirteen? With such a child? It's still a child. My God, aren't you ashamed? So young. Does you want this first, master? Mammy told me sometimes white folks must play with this before they can pleasure the girls. She walking, she's 13 years old. She was sent in there by a black woman to deal with. Remember, he has a house full of guests. So one of the guests don't like, so she she sent this girl to another guest to be dealt with so she so 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 now she can go back to the other dude that um originally had her. And came in there with a with a with a whip saying, I heard that y'all like to do this before you're able to do it. So that they like to beat the girl before having now we get into um what, what's that called? BDS or SMA that um Y'all know who that is. That I ain't asked you to tell your business now, but <laughs> that bondage stuff. <laughs> Some folks into that bondage. I like being beat with a whip. Tear me up. Where you get that from? Where you get that sexual appetite from? What happened to you? Well, well, that became a turn on for you now. 
Our people need therapy, bro. Here we go right here. Obviously, we see during the slavery. So folks think that that tying up and beating stuff is, is new kinky stuff. No, it's not. 13-year-old girls had to be, um, had to get beat. And what kind of person want to get? You know, we get whipped. It's bruising and blood, right? Who would want to see a battered, bruised blood before and get aroused and able to cut and, and stop performing some sex? The psycho. We have to. We don't understand that savagery. Yeah. Like the brother was speaking about earlier, passionate on um the young Turks. We don't understand what kind of savages that's over us. Yeah. We don't know. Oh, we all the same. We all human beings. Your blood is red like my blood. No, but our brains ain't the same. Our spirits ain't the same. It's a hard dose of truth right here. A lot of stuff the folks think, hey, 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 I like this type of sex. No, you might like it now, but what tricked you into liking it? What tricked you into like the getting beat along with sex? This girl right here had to learn to like it at 13 years old. Let's, let's get some more on this. Madness. What wicked person taught you such things? Just imagine the trouble I'd be in if someone... He said, what wicked person taught you... 13, 13, you can't do this to me. No, no, Master, please. Don't send me away, please, Master. Quiet. Please, don't send me away. Please, please don't make please, so much Master, noise. Pleasure me. Pleasure me. What? Please, Master. Right now, here. Your bed is so... Where you think she got this? She, she's a virgin. She know nothing about nothing. Where you think she got this language from? Her, the uh, mammy. What? What is, is it, mammy? Her, madam, her, her, ma- mammy. Her, 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 her madam, mammy. Whatever term you want to use. Learn. She, she, she gave her a script to run. Yep. Go on in and tell them you want them. That you need them. That you all, all, all this language. Ain't this what they do with prostitutes? Hold on. But in the same token, why is it okay for her to speak this way? You ain't going to have to work so hard. Mm. You're going to be able to get a good dress. Mm. Master going to like you. Mm. So me having good behavior and getting things that I'm supposed to regularly get equal me giving up my sex or my body. So it's using, it's using what you got to get what, what you, you want. want. Have y'all heard that language, sisters? Using what you got to get what you want. That's, you know what, that's, that's, um, you get notoriety for real. Now, Instagram, you know, a lot of different folks have blew up off using what they got. No talent, no gifts, but using their sex. They're free ambition. You can do anything and anything. They want to do anything. Oh, I'm a freak, freaking whopping, all this different crazy stuff going on that we think is cool and freaky. Yeah, it's freaky, all right. We have to be born again. We have a, we still holding on to a lot of the oppressive views when it comes to sex that we got to repent of. And that's the most high for a right spirit. Mm-hmm. Right spirit. That's right. I don't want to deal with my wife or I don't want to deal with my husband the way our oppressor conditioned us to deal. So let's get some more. 
Uh, 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 let's get some more. So big, and I'm so small. And if I take off my dress, I don't smell. Do I, Master? I don't smell. If you is really sleepy, Master, I won't bother you. But it's too bad, Master. I like you so much, Master. It would be so good with you, Master. And Mammy wouldn't beat me no more. This is unbelievable. Are you really a virgin? Did you hear what she said? Lord have mercy. Out of all that she said, Lord out of mercy. everything that she said, she didn't mean none of that. What she meant was, if you do it with me, Master, she won't beat me no more. Is y'all seeing she this? She won't beat me no more. Is y'all seeing this? She doing all that. Saying it's all levels that. to this stuff. I, 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 I want to pull up what uh, Maya uh, posted on it real quick. Let me pause for a second. He said, I dated a young lady in my past that thought I wasn't a man and didn't love her because I wouldn't beat on her. Do y'all know how common that is? We attribute, um, I done heard it growing up myself from my own um, aunties and they friends that if a man don't hit them, they don't love them. Mm. That a man showing some form of physical abuse shows that he love you. Where that come from? Where does that ideology, that psychology come from? We seeing it right now, brothers and sisters. Slavery. 13-year-old girl. She don't even know her body. She know nothing about nothing, but she know that, hey, I need you to do something to me. I don't know what this is, but I just don't want to get beat. Is that not the, the epitome of a child? Yeah. I just don't want to get beat no more. This is the education that a lot of sisters t- t- today have about sex. It's certain mental things that happen when things happen to them that they have yet to be able to, to deal with to a point to overcome it. Everybody just saying, forget about it. You know, ain't nobody saying get some therapists, get some help. Hey, we finna fix this. You, you, you're worthy of being fixed. You, you deserve to be fixed. You, you, you I, 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 that, for somebody to feel bad that that happened to you, ain't got no sympathy from no damn body. Everybody like, well, it, it, it happened to everybody. Everybody, everybody. What? We have to repent, man. We have to repent. So watch this, watch this, watch this. Just a little bit more. Oh, no, child. You see, if you must do it, it would be better with someone your own age and perhaps color. You mean with a black man, Master? No, no. I don't like black men, Master. No, Master. I can't stand black men. Once, so Mammy wouldn't whip me, I had to try it. He hurt me, Master. Too big, too strong. White man is smaller, Master. Better for the first time. And they not smell, Master. Oh, Master. Master, please. Please do it to me, Master. 13 13 years old. 13 years old. 
13. 13. And we don't deal with this stuff at all. You know, uh, it's, it's, well, again, we just see the, the, the young lady acting illicit or the young boy being illicit. Like, wait a minute, what's going on? What happened? Did something happen? What happened to him? What did they see? How did they learn this? But if we deal with that, we'll find that it's some nasty adult portraying some things that probably happened to them. Yeah. They continue in the legacy of hurting, trauma, and miseducation. So watch this real quick. I I got one more clip, then we're going to deal with some other stuff real quick. Like I said, this 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 is gonna be a two or th- a two or three part. This on YouTube. I know. It's on YouTube. I I, I you, you missed it. I put the disclaimers up. Oh. Um um um. I know it's nudity in there. Those are seeing the document. Like I said, this ain't for kids to be watching. And I encourage them if uh, if if parents ain't had the sex talk with their kid, definitely don't don't. Don't 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 let this be their first introduction to please, seeing something. Please, I go somewhere else and watch. Uh-huh. I told them they can watch. You know, Superbook, uh, Super VeggieTales. Um, they can um read something, give them a coloring sheet, something right now. And, and, and for the parent to get enough information, so when they do have to talk with them, they have a lot of information to be able to divulge to a child. Mm. All right. So um, here here go another clip. Give me a second. Now, this from the document. This this the last clip that I'm gonna play from it, but it goes in line in what we're talking about. Our sexual education of what we know about sex comes from right here. This where it comes from. So watch this. Some more. Bear with me one second. All right, here we go. Fifty. 
available, so hurry, 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 and win yourself a fabulous price for just one dollar. Step right up, folks. Here's the sensation of low prices and clearance sales. The best packs in the country going for buckets. Step right up. Follow yourself. So what I'm showing y'all when we talk about the slave trade and auctioning. It's from a desensitized point of view. We don't realize the ruckus and the sexuality that's attached to that. They wanted, um, their slaves was based off sex and labor. When they was um, assessing who they was going to buy, it was off the labor they can get out of you and the sex that they can get out of you. Whether it's sex with them or for breeding, be able, oh yeah, well she young, this size, we better get so many babies. Oh, he's a big buck, this size, we able to get this type of labor and be able to produce more big bucks like him. Very important on, 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 on this key element. Pay attention. They sold babies by the pound, like if you was getting a, a bag of chicken wings. Give me $10 worth of chicken wings. That's how they, 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 they was lumping up babies. They wasn't individually sold. certainly the prettiest of any we've seen in the market. Oh, it's really such an enchanting creature. Oh. Well then, what shall we do, sister? It's hard to say no, isn't it? But have you heard the prices? No, I'm afraid it's too expensive. But he's such an angel, and he's so healthy. The mother superior would like it. Let's buy. Sister, now, can you just imagine what she'd say? She's already bought four this year. Oh, dear. I do want it, so $300 isn't so much. Now, can we talk about this real quick? Because we always talk about the perverted white male slave master. Do y'all think that perversion stopped with the white woman? I'm sorry, the oppressive woman, because you got to watch these um, terms here on uh, YouTube. I don't think this video don't stay up. It probably take, take this down. I'm asking y'all that. You think the males was the only perverts? Savages? I'm asking y'all because a lot of times they get left out the equation. They, it almost makes it seem like they just had to deal with what their husband was doing, that they, that they were wholeheartedly against it, just had to go with the signs of the times. Do y'all really believe that? I'm asking y'all. 
Y'all think the white women were um um molesting the little white the uh, the, the, the little black boys or black girls that they didn't have what the Bible calls an inordinate affection? Oh, y'all think that's some new stuff? You know what I'm saying? That might just happen um now in these last in, in these recent m- millennial days. No. This right here, and this went real quick. A lot of folks didn't catch what um, these directors was putting in there. Do you do you see the garb they have on? These are church women, allegedly. Hold on. Uh, so-called pilgrims, Catholics, or whatever the case you want to be. And, and and do you think this caressing that they're doing is in the caressing of a of a son? Somebody they want to nurture that rubbing on his face and ooh, I want him. You think that's a, of a motherly sense? Hell no! Let me tell you something. Oof. It's not. You'll find the oppressive woman today very quick. I don't know how many people <laughs> are um, in contact with these people. But have you ever noticed if you have your children around or if you were younger... They so quick to touch you. They want to touch you so bad. Yo, I had, and I used to work at a place. You, you, you met them. Mm-hmm. She called me her black Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. That is even my name. They, they haven't left their education. We, we are confused on the education they have. We think that is different because it's an, a, a, a different day and you're here. It ain't your great grandma no more. Mm-mm. You my little black Barbie. Did you hear me? And y'all see when they try and touch your skin and touch your hair, you know what come to my mind? I don't even know if they had this commercial on TV anymore. You remember they had a commercial when a woman used the shampoo mm-hmm. and she'd be shampooing her hair? Oh, you talking about uh, and, herbal essence. And they make something she having an orgasm. Herbal uh, essence, yeah. Oh, woo, woo. <laughs> when they be want to touch your child, don't it seem like it's almost orgasm? Like they have an organ? Oh, look at Oh my goodness. They start touching. You never see them? They, they grab their breasts? What you grabbing your damn breasts for? Look, look, look at and my child. Oh my goodness. Oh, look at So precious. Can I touch them? Can I hold them? Can I smell? What? And we. Uh, we don't know. We, we, we miseducated. We take it as. So we think it's somebody. We think somebody is um, admiring. Mm-mm. The child. Mm-mm. No, it's so sexually laced that your man can't tap that because you don't think that you don't right. have that spirit. Right. Yeah. You don't understand the spirit that's on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to tell y'all something, man. Mm-hmm. One lady told us she wanted the baby. You hear me? Remember? She t- she said, "Oh my god." Let me can tell you I something. Have him? Yeah. What you mean? Can you, you have would be, him? You would be, and and we know it's that we know what they be doing in Haiti, all these um stealing kids and all this. We know the behavior, the legacy has not ended. Mm. But a lot of times when this stuff com- be confronted with you, you you don't see it as that. Mm-hmm. You ain't been educated up to a point uh, uh, um to recognize. It. Now you are. Don't let your kids be um behaving themselves somewhere. My God, from on high. <laughs> They're so quiet. And they walk up to you. Oh my, you are blessed. Can I have one? I, 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 if we got paid every time we were somebody say, can they have we one? Have, we have money. We'll be filthy. Either Ryan, you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. One lady walked up to 
uh, my lord, in the grocery store. We had a baby that was in a in a car seat. Mm-hmm. I think she said something in passing, but we wasn't paying attention to her. Like, oh, that's a baby. And she proceeded to move the blanket and put her hand oh, yeah. sure in the car seat. And my lord smacked her hand away. Said, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? And this woman's just up out of nowhere. Out of we don't nowhere. know if no, just move, move the, 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 the blanket over, over the child. And was going to put her to hand. T- was going to touch my baby. damn baby in the store. Yeah, she was. Slapped her, hand away. Slapped her hand away. And I know some of y'all probably got your own experience, but uh, uh, y'all experiences bear witness to what's going on right here. Yeah. This ain't foreign. This ain't something that just went on at that time. This has continued. Yeah. We have not, we just have been miseducated. We ain't able to identify the stuff, yeah. but now we can. Yeah. But now we can. You have to watch this stuff. You hear about, oh, this teacher was having sex with this boy and all that. Is we, is we forgetting all the different stories that do come out of teachers having sex with students? Let me tell you. Let me talk about my uh, school years. I, 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 Y'all don't know no teachers that was, 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 was sleeping with folks in grade school and high school? I don't know. We talking about the women. We talking about the men right now. Can we identify the women that was messing around with boys mm. or girls? Mm. And kids talk, so it was known. Stuff like that be known. Savagery. Mm-hmm. We don't understand the evil that was on us. It was in the news. Wasn't there a, a teacher who had baby by the um? Yeah, stoop? had a whole baby. Yeah, that, a, a few of them. I was gonna say a few. I of remember. Them. And those are the ago. ones that make it where we're able to know about it. Right. It, a lot of this stuff happens all the time on a local level. I remember that. So let's get some more of this. Maybe if we offer two hundred. I'm the only one that's got these keys. You hear? Uh, inside all your bastards, I'll have your whip. I'll show you some master around here. These things belong to me. Huh? I, I give the orders here. I'm the general. The general. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Open up. Open up. Open up, you boys. I'm the, I'm the general. Open up, you black apes. Out of my way. Move, you hear? Hey, master, look at this merchandise I got custody of. I'm the general of the slave market guards. You see this? It's the market vault. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wenches all prime grade meat and every one of the sluts a virgin. <laughs> Get to work, nigga. Now, this one, she not even a full-blooded nigga. Damn near all of them got at least half human blood in the veins. Like me. All of them sold. Ready? Now, I want to touch on this real quick. Um, if you notice in, in this clip, they had a lot of women that would be called what? Mixed race. Or they use the term exotic. That fetish ain't a new fetish. You 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 think, well, especially in the world of entertainment, you know, um brown to more darker skinned um um brothers and sisters see that there's a disparaging. It's like they're always going with the light skinned girl or the person that look kind of mixed. Reason being, they always done had that, 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 that type of likening. That's not nothing new. It goes from all the way back then. And a lot of our people, sadly, in their miseducation, uh, um, think, well, I need to get with a lighter person so I can have some mixed looking kids. Or some of them say, well, I'm going to go in there and get with another nation to have mixed looking kids. Where's you getting all these these views from? It comes from slavery. It comes from slavery. 
and what's being promoted in the movies and media, that this is the symbol of beauty. And if you look like this, you'll be able to live like this. Let's continue. I need you to be just living. <laughs> Get friends. Hey, masters, look. Uh, look, but don't judge. Huh? <laughs> you mustn't handle the merchandise. No, no, no. Only the generals allowed to do that. Oh, you want to see? This is Cassandra, half-breed. Fabulous. Just look. Just look at that. Harrison breeding farm. Daughter of Zephira and the great Diarco. Archimedes, three-quarters human blood. Nicest pair of tits in the store. <laughs> $5,000 cash on the barrel head with a two-year guarantee. Vintage of 48. Imperial Reserve, rosy peach, blend bond. This is Eve. Hey, Eve. Eve, you like apples? Well, then go on and eat them. Eat them, eat them. But don't know it's a lot of movie. A pair like these you'll never see. A pair like these you... Uh, a pair like these... Oh, forget it. I don't care if you never see them. Come on. Come on. I ain't got no more time to waste. I'm the general. Open up. Open up. Open up. Open up. Go on. Go on. Keep dancing. You. You, you clown. What are you waiting for? Go on. Dance. 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 Um, you see here, they'd like to see girls dancing. What do you see promoted for our girls to now on TikTok and all these various social medias? They want to see young girls, what, dancing, twerking, shaking. I, I, they got all, all type of, I ain't familiar with, that, with all these, these, these terms. But that stuff ain't new. That's not new. These different things that they had us doing during slavery, now we do ourselves thinking that it's some form of individuality or some form of expression. When you're not doing nothing but continuing the legacy. And our people are creative. They, they come up with more creative, seductive dances, um, dance routines, showing all they but now. At this time, they was being forced to. Now, our people do it freely because now I'm able to get likes. Now, I, I got folks able to send money to a PayPal or Cash app or, um, damn, what's the other thing? Hold on, wait a minute. Yes, OnlyFans. That's a new thing, OnlyFans now. All these different lip, um, um, rewards they get now. For doing the same thing that was being done during slavery. They get rewarded now. If I do this, I'm able to get that. Use what I uh, use what you got to get what you want. And as you can see, these are all little kids. But it didn't matter. This this is what they like. Huh? What you staring at? Those old French pigs in New Orleans like them this way. Nesting doves without feathers. And the reason why we're showing this is to show that when we talk about the, the auction slave block, it wasn't as plain as just a man and a woman. They sold different type of slaves. Uh, different masters had different tastes. 
It's different things they want. Like you said, this right here, this is what the the um slave masters in New Orleans was into. They didn't want a slave that probably would have sold in um Kentucky or somewhere else. No, they wanted these type of slaves that looked like this, that was this gender, this age. It was levels to it. Kids, adolescent little girls. No, 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 not like that. I'm ready, and such demand. So now we're seeing little boys. I could go out of my mind getting them ready, and they ain't such demand. They rip them out of my hands before I'm finished. Come on, darling. Show yourself these nice men. Please, gentlemen, go on. Look, kids. Look around all you like. Not bad, huh? Guess what they cost? $500, $1,000, $2,000. The boys, the little boys, you see, if you, if you pay attention to the pricing, the little boys costed more than the girls. The little boys costed more than the girls, whether she was young or or a, um, a younger girl or a grown woman. The price was higher for a young boy. Let's get some more on this. We, we, we almost done with this clip. I know it's, it's a bit much to uh, stomach. Let, let me try and jump ahead just a tad bit. Because they're showing their different, um, they're showing the boys. they all in the boys up. they all in the girls up. By hiding the... And now, you all pay attention to me. And you too pay attention when I'm talking to you here. Here's where you look when you find yourself in front of a white man. Here, at the toe of his boot. Now... You over there, I want you to repeat. Thank you, Master. Thank, Thank you, Master. master. Yes, master. Yes, yes, master. Please, Master. Please, Please master. master. And you, never look a white man in the eye. You hear me? Never. Look at me. Thank you, Master. Not in the face, you bastard. Now remember that. Y'all see that? I know that was a bit much, to, a, a bit much to um to stomach, but y'all have to be able to see it, man, to, 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 uh, to see what's going on. That what you're seeing today and what is a normality. It's nothing to be on YouTube, to be on Instagram, to be on Facebook, or whatever thing, and see young girls dancing, marketing themselves, let alone grown women, young girls, TikTok, and all these different things. This ain't new forms of expression and individuality. This is the continuing of a miseducation legacy. So watch this. I want to bring this up real quick. I know this is a bit much to unpack. Um, This will be the last part. We'll start the next part. Lord's will um, next time. Like I said, this going to be a two or three, two to three part um, class. So if you Google 
um, and go to Wikipedia and look up the history of sexual slavery in the United States. You can look this up. All right. Um, I want to read this. And you can look this up too. I'm, I'm, I'm showing it um, so y'all can see it. This is as big as I can make it. Hold on. Let me see if I do it like this. Yeah, that's a little bit better like that. All right. So it says the history of sexual slavery in the United States is the history of slavery for the purpose of sexual exploitation as it exists in the United States. African-American slaves were systematically raped and forced to make children with other slaves. Early American colonists were largely male and some men resorted to force to force the procure the to force procure wives. Native American women were often captured to be traded, sold, or taken as wives. Currently, under federal law, a prostitute, a prostitute is, const, is considered a victim of human trafficking if he or she is either, is either under 18 or is being controlled due force, fraud, or coercion. However, this is not fully implemented. And in many states, prostitutes who are considered victims under federal law are still arrested and prosecuted under state law. So let me read this right here. I want to jump down to channel slavery. It's a section on here. It says channel slavery. All right. I want y'all to see that. I'm going to read this right here. From the beginning of the African from the beginning of African slavery in North America's colonies, slaves were often viewed as property rather than people. A formalized system, um, I don't know how you pronounce this word, um, plasticage, a formalized system of concubinage among slave women or free people of color developed in Louisiana, particularly in New Orleans by the 18th century. Slave breeding was the attempt by white, I'm sorry, slave breeding was the attempt by a slave owner to increase the reproduction of his slaves for profit. It included forced sexual relations between male and female slaves, encouraging slaves' pregnancies, sexual relations between masters and slaves to produce slave children, and favoring female slaves who had many children. The historian E. Franklin Frazier in his book, The Negro Family, stated that there were masters who, without any regard for the preference of their slaves, mated their human cattle as they did their stock. Ex-slave Maggie Stenhouse remarked, During slavery, were, during slavery there were stockmen. They was weighed and tested. A man would rent the stockman and put him in a room with some young woman he wanted to raise children from. Concubine slaves were all were, were the only female slaves who commanded higher price than skilled male slaves. I want to jump down to Louisiana. The Louisiana section uh, of this, it says um, the system developed from the predominance of white men among early uh, colonial populations who took women as consorts from Native Americans and enslaved Africans. In this period, there was a shortage of European women.
as the colonies were dominated in the early days by male explorers and colonists. Given the harsh conditions in Louisiana, persuading women to follow the men was not easy. France sent female convict, females convicted along with their debtors' husbands in 1719, deported three, deported. So in 1719, the France was sending um, ex-cons and their women. So the, the folks that was coming over here from France, right, were criminals. They were criminals. These wasn't upright citizens. These were folks who were convicted of crimes, and their judgment was to get kicked the hell up out of um, the, the country. Let me continue. They deported 209 women felons who were of character to be sent to French settlements in Louisiana. France also relocated young women and girls known as the king's daughters to colonies of Canada and Louisiana for marriage. Through warfare and raids, Native American women were often captured to be traded, sold, or taken as wives. At first, the colonial generally imported male Africans to use as slave labor because of the heavy work of clearing, of clearing to develop the plantation over time. It is over time, it's, it also imported African female slaves. Marriage between the races was forbidden, according to the Code Nior of the 18th century, but interracial sex continued. The upper-class European men during this period often did not marry until their late 20s or early 30s. Premarital sex was an intended was intended. Premarital sex with an intended white bride, especially if she was of high rank, was not permitted socially. White colonists, white male colonists, often the younger sons of noblemen, military men, or implanters, who needed to accumulate some wealth before they could marry, took women of color as consorts before marriage. Merchants and administrators also followed this practice if they were wealthy enough. So the reason why I'm reading that part is that, again, the sexual exploitation of our people, this is the education we was getting. We wasn't getting taught um, proper um, relationships. The proper sex was used as a tool and a weapon and as currency. During slavery, right? I want to read the emancipation part of it. And we almost done for today. I don't want to uh, unpack too much at one time. So here we go right here. We, um, this is the post-emancipation section of this uh, on Wikipedia. It says, after slaves were emancipated, many states passed anti um Missegregation laws, which prohibited interracial marriage between whites and non-whites. But this did not stop some white men from taking sexual advantage of black women by using their social position under the Jim Crow system and white supremacy or in other parts of the country by ordinary power and wealth dynamics. So hold on, let me jump down. I want to read this part. Is this it? 
Yeah, right here. Last paragraph. It says, a few captives from the Native American tribes who were used as slaves were not freed. When African-American slaves were emancipated, um, UT women, a UT captured by um, Apario and later served by Chene was one example used as a prostitute for sale to American soldiers as a contaminant in the Indian Territory. She lived in slavery until about 1800 when she died of hemorrhaging, resulting, yeah, right here. Um, she lived, she lived in slavery until the 1800s, 1880, when she died of hemorrhaging, resulting from excessive sexual intercourse. So, um, even post slavery, they were still, I have to use the word like pimping or sex trafficking, the Israelite women, and a lot of folks were dying from the excessive sexual intercourse. And remember, again, um, we have to remember what we touched on earlier. In In their country, in their land, they had a lot of restrictions on sex. It's a lot of things they couldn't do. So now they in the land where they dictate the rules, ain't nobody to um, judge them on what they're doing. They are going willy nilly. They are just going freak nasty with it. Is everybody following that? So um, hold on. So I want to touch on one more thing, and then we're going to continue this. Lord's will next week. Bear with me one second. Bear with me one second. I want to pull this up real quick. So if we're following the timeline, so so now we got. Uh, uh, um, let me um frames if I, I I show this part. So the timeline of showing now the of the way they lived in their land. And now what they're doing to us in this land, right? And then the behaviors ain't changed none during slavery and the behavior did not change post-slavery, right? So, and to be honest, the behaviors ain't changed even up to now. So, but, but we're still dealing with the sexual education, right? So from there, When you go back to the video, I don't want to go back and play it again, but the video when we was talking about the, the, the history of sexual education in America, remember they said when they when they started to um, teach sexual education in schools is the same time Hollywood started dealing with what? With basically porn. I don't know if y'all knew how old porn was or the dirty books or the dirty flicks and all these different things. So when uh, and, and porn is what? Well, well, what, what is porn? Anybody know? I, I, I want to gauge the the the, the, um, the audience before I uh, continue. The concept of porn is what? The concept of porn. I want to pull this up real quick. And I ain't finna show, show no porn. We don't seen enough nudity. But I want to see, what do y'all know about porn? What's the history of porn? Anybody know? 
Because it came about the same time they wanted to start teaching sex. We uh, touched on that earlier. Anybody know? Going once, going twice. So let me show y'all. Let's put this article. I want to pull up this article real quick. Everybody see that? Good. That's exactly. And this is from um, Psychology Today. All right. This is a um. This is like a um, major um, form for psychologists. They breaking down different things on stuff, right? Psychology, the evolution of porn. Um, let me where I want to start at. I'm going to start up here real quick. I'm going to read this real quick, but I, I want to get to, they break down, down here, the evolution of porn on when they came out with it and the different little, and the phases of it real, real, real quick. So I, I, I want to read that. So let me start up here. Um, it says, this is the evolution of, 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 of pornography. This is on, this is, this is, this is from psychology today. Alright. It says humans are, have experienced more technological advances over the past thirty years than in the rest of our history combined. And despite our endless most generational complaints about the increasing of technology driven world or the occasional problems reflected within it, one cannot help but admire the visionary minds who created it. And like and like it or not, technology, especially digital tech technology, is the foundation upon our modern world firmly rest right some of that primary driver of new technologies is and has always been sex many people believe the streaming media virtual reality websites live chats and even apps were either heavily financed by or encouraged by the sex industry this is probably at least partially true after all sex sales and it always has been nearly all of us want to have it. And one of the ways sex sells is through pornography. It doesn't matter whether sex is crudely drawn on the walls of caves, our first porn, or brought to us via streaming media. Our entrance has been consistently throughout history. So even they said that the um, first things of porn was carved on walls and caves, okay? Those that know, you already know who was in the caves. In recent years, however, we have experienced a sea change in the variety and accessibility of pornography, the impact of which are as yet most unknown. What we do know is that sexual imagery has never been so anonymously and affordably accessible. It's not like we have used porn since the dawn of time. We have. But in the last decades, digital technology has removed pretty much every barrier to, to the manufacturing, uh, the dissemination, and the viewing of it. So now he's going to break, he's going to chronological pornography. Porn. Prehistory to the 1860s. Prehistory to the 1860s. I want y'all to pay attention. It says, early pornography was limited to cave art. 
artistic drawings, decorative pottery, and sculptures. Published pornography was invented in 1524 in Rome when, I can't pronounce this dude's name, um, Marcantiano, blah, 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 published 16 sexually explicit engravings by Giulio Romanato. Collectives, titles, blah, blah, blah. All right, so we're dealing with, um, you said, the earliest account of pornography they got is 1524, right? 1524. Is everybody, everybody heard that? 15 to 24, right? I'm going to drop down. So it says, um, and that's from 1524 to the 1860s. It said, for the most part, only wealthy and educated people were able to purchase and enjoy these printed pornographic works. So now you're going to break down porn from 1860 to 1977. And it's a reason why um, we're progressing, all right? The time frame. Photographs was invented in 1826, but was not commercially, um, but was not commercially visible until 1860s. Available until the 1860s, that development unsurprisingly led to erotic photos. The um, the advent of halftone printings, popularized in the 1890s increased the quality of mass reproduction images and greatly decreased the cost, eventually leading to the creation of pornographic magazines. Pornograph, po- pornograph was further revolutionized by the development of motion pictures. By the 1920s, stag films were commercially available for private viewing. And by 1970s, featured, f- featured lengthy pornographic films had supplanted the silent single reel stag films. Peep shows, peep show booths also evolved in the 1970s, generating millions of dollars in consistent stream of small change. That said, porn was still expensive, relatively hard to find, and embarrassing to access. Um. Porn, 1977 to 1991. Let's pay attention. Numerous publications printed advertisements for pornographic pictures in movies, and people began to have pornography shipped to their homes, or more likely a P.O. box rented with a fake name. Now, um, I remember, like I said, I think the first time I seen some was in the magazine. And I remember um, different adults had magazines in their house. Um, different adults had magazines in their bathroom, right next to the toilet. Some had them right next to it. Some had behind the toilet. <laughs> but they had them in clear, visible. And I remember not. And, and these were some that were outright porn magazines and I also remember seeing magazines of other stuff that had pornographic solicitation at the end of it I'm gonna leave it at that alright without putting anybody on the spot that's in um, that know me um 
Continuing with the section that says porn from 1977 to 1999. An even bigger change occurred when VCRs, video cassette recorders, hit the market. Suddenly, people could purchase or rent pornographic videos and view them in the privacy of their own homes. Almost simultaneously, cable television arrived presenting softcore porn late at night. So it's going to over a progression. How many of y'all remember? I know we had Blockbuster. Blockbuster, at least the ones we had, they didn't, they didn't have a porn section. Places like, um, I can't even remember. Oh, I ain't down there. Like the mom and pop movies, um, movie rental stores had porn sections. Where they had porn um, um, up for you to be able to rent like you're renting a regular um, movie. I don't know how, how many of y'all um, actually remember that. And then I also remember the come along with, of cable. How many of y'all remember the, 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 the glorious black box? The black box was the cable box that got what? The um, adult content. Any of y'all remember that? I ain't the only one. All this stuff is in the past, but we're showing that we were affected by this this, chrono, this chronological um, history that's being given is accurate. I remember that that, that it was um now of course can no kids rent the um the the um the cassette tapes or the DVDs. But I remember the black box. I remember now, mind you, I didn't have one in my house, but I had um, friends and church members who who had black boxes, and I would we 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 still love to be able to go over there and try and watch the porn sites. Some of them had the good boxes where it was clear, and some had the box where it was kind of fuzzy on. You can still make out what's going on, but it wasn't clear, clear. These are the different things that we saw growing up. This was our education, miseducation into sexuality. Here, here we go. We got some testimonies up here now. <laughs> Ramaya, what happened now? Wait a minute. <laughs> My father kept them in the bathroom and some under his bed. Yeah, I, the bedroom, yeah. He kept some out hopping. <laughs> We all got some stories here. Yeah, hey, hold on. Crucial Brown. It was ironic. Now, um, now we ain't finna glory in in, in, in in the wicked things. Don't get this conversation misconstrued. But it's just it's just showing that it's not just me, it's not just you, Ramaya, it ain't just you, Crucial Brown. That that experienced this progression of 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 porn or this miseducation. I do remember too of being over certain folks' houses where the channels was kind of um, fuzzy during the day, but at nighttime it showed clear. I remember that. I remember that. I remember it. So watch this. Let me read some more on that. So it says, um, suddenly there, that uh, suddenly people could purchase or rent pornographic videos and view them in the privacy of their own homes. Almost simultaneously, cable television arrived presenting softcore porn 
late at night. So it says now, porn from 1991 to 2004. In this period of time, home internet became a thing. And with that, our ability to to affordably and anonymously access pornograph changed forever. Photos and videos catering to every imaginable sexual taste and fetish were readily available for anonymous viewing. This proliferating proliferation was so, they use some language, that it crossed over into pop culture. For example, in 2003, the, the Broadway Smash Avenue Q won three Tony Awards, including Best Musical. The show memorable song was a conversation between Kate, a school teacher, and Trek, a fantasious hair monster entitled The Internet is for Porn. So even Broadway's so so even Broadway realized the internet killer's app was an email, it was porn. So I, I want to touch on I, I I'm gonna read this last section. But as we dis- discuss the the um the time frame that uh, of time how this stuff done grew. I remember the first... Now, when we were watching the magazines, when I saw magazines or even when I saw a video, the first image I saw wasn't even black people. It was white folks. Was that anybody else? Do anybody... Your, your first time seeing something of that magnitude where it's whole, complete nudity... Or you seeing um, somebody um, engaged in sex, that wasn't no black folks. It was white people. Whether it was softcore or hardcore, it was white people. When you started to see the um, different fetishes, it was, um, it's been a while. Uh, I don't know if it was called banned from TV. It was something they had a um a cassette. It was on cassette tape, video cassette tape, and it was. I mean, they had like bad car accidents, bad natural disasters. Um, it was like a compilation of real bad stuff. And on that too, it was the first time I ever seen in my life and the last time. I literally saw a white woman having sex with a dog. And in the other video, um, on the same, it, it was a white woman having sex with a dog and it was another one having sex with a horse. And I was like, what the hell is this? Later on in life, I, I I didn't realize that, that that term is called bestiality. But when I was young and saw that, I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. And I saw white folks. When I saw folks um doing um all these other different weird things we see, getting peed on, fisting, game bangs, it was always white people. Am I lying? Now, now, I'm just dealing with history. I don't know exactly when black folks jumped into the bag of doing it, 
But I know from when I was young, and I'm 40 years old right, 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 right now, all the footage I seen from magazines to what you call with white folks. Yeah, and the, and the uh, <laughs> Ramaya, I don't know how old you is, brother. Yeah, in the mom and pop stores, it was behind the black curtain. Yes, it was. It was a black curtain. Yes, it was. It was a black curtain. Yep. Yep. I wish I could name my, my wife ain't down there right now. I wish I could uh she, she know the name of, of the video stores. Some of the video stores are still around. And I know why they're still around, because that porn is in there. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of them is um You 41, okay, all pressing the most high. We run so 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 we share the same um history almost. But this is what we saw, right? This this is the the the, the evolution of it, right? Yeah, you had the short, like I said, I remember we used to try and go over there. Boy, you better get, some of them had, it went from the curtain. Later on, they actually put up physical, they separated the room. They made a door um, for you to be able to go, go up in there. So, uh, hold on, let me put, read this last section. So, porn from 2004 to present. Somewhere around 2004, the delivery model for online pornography morphed into pay-per-view porn sites. To you to user generation tube sites where the revenue came not from s- subscribers but from advertisers at the same time webcam webcam technology improved enough that people could become porn stars themselves stripping um stripping and masturbating for an online audience plus faster internet speeds enabled the streaming of video p- p- pornography until this time still imagery had ruled Still, imagery had ruled the roost, but suddenly video was king. More importantly, porn became almost universally accessible, affordable, and anonymously accessible by an interested person. Right? So that that's the evolution, right? That's the evolution of... Now, originally, just like I said, it was white folks. Now, at some point, they start allowing, again, I use the term allowing black folks to get inside that, that, that industry. I don't know at what point it was. I don't know at, at, at what point it was, but we wasn't in them zones at the beginning. So when, uh, and the reason why I'm touching on that, right? Because, and I'm going to deal with the porn because the magazines don't have words. You know what I'm saying? It's pictures. It's pictures and provocative positions and things of that nature, right? But but when it came to the porn, that's when you start to hear and see. We used to hear what the pictures you actually able to see motion from pictures. So now you started to hear verbiage. You started to see reactions to certain sexual things going on. Now, I'm talking about from the video perspective. Now, some folks might have seen these things live and in living color, might have certain things done to them. We, we ain't addressing that part yet. We will address that later on. But the part right here dealing with the, um, the porn piece, and this will be the last point, and we'll pick it back up in part two. But this is the first time we're starting to hear grown stuff. 
And in these movies that had white folks in it, you heard certain language. You saw certain treatment. You saw certain reactions. And things that things that you would deem to be pleasurable. Never in your mind you would think that what you were seeing was a performance. I'm going to say it again. Nobody ever in their mind understood that what you were seeing on video ain't no difference from a movie that you're seeing. It's actors. They're putting on a role. And I'm mad. We think that, oh, the woman is enjoying all these things and the man got to be enjoying all these things. And this is what enjoyment's talking about. The verbiage that's being used, the treatment, all this is a part of what sex supposed to be. Am I right or wrong? If you were to be good at it, you'd be doing what that man was doing or what that woman for the women, what that woman was doing. That's what, that's what good sex looked like. Sound like. And if you ain't getting these kind of reactions to doing this, then you might not be as good as you think you are. This is the, the, the different type of miseducation. So hold on. Let me uh, touch this piece and uh, hold on. Bear with me one when second. When we are born, we are given away. Let me. It's one more video I'm going to show y'all. And then we don't pick up part two, Lord willing, next week. I don't want to rush nothing. I don't want to. Um, I want to be thorough as possible. Um, so I want to show y'all this video, and then we don't leave it at this, and we'll pick it up next week, Lord's will. We almost be reaching four hours. Um, give me one second. So um, this is on YouTube again. You and, and you'd be surprised was on YouTube. You'd be surprised. A lot of stuff to learn from. Everything ain't ain't um sports or or, or some freaky nasty and stuff. It's a lot of information. So watch this real quick. When we are born. We are given a world built on the decisions of previous generations. A world created by their choices. Some good, and some bad. Decisions are constantly made without the knowledge of how they will affect us, our society, and our world. But what if we did know the effects? What if we could make choices now that would someday lead to a better world? Every person has a choice. We choose what we buy, what we wear, what we say, and what we do. These choices contribute to an ever-growing swell that drives the course of society. Eventually, defining an entire generation. But it all starts with one choice from one person. Two generations ago, society began making choices that have shaped today's understanding of pornography. In 1948, Dr. Alfred Kinsey published a best-selling book that suggested that all forms of sexual behavior should be normalized and that people should pursue all sexual urges regardless of age. Be normalized and that people should in 1948, Dr. Alfred Kinsey published a best-selling book that suggested that all forms of sexual behavior should be normalized. 1948, this guy right here who our oppressor holds in high, high regard said that all 
sexual forms need to be what? I, I want y'all to pay attention to this stuff. Because what you see our people doing and getting paid to do and, and, and what we seem as to be success, it comes from somewhere that don't, it comes from somewhere. And hopefully when we see where it comes from, it will change the behavior. Or at least make us examine our behavior. So listen to this again. Listen real good. Dr. Alfred Kinsey published a best-selling book that suggested that all forms of sexual behavior should be normalized and that people should pursue all sexual urges regardless of age. That people should pursue all sexual urges no matter what it is. Whatever you like to do sexually, do it. Now, us Israelites, that should be a red flag if you know any of God's laws. But for the rest of the world, oh, this the green light, go. Pay attention. Businessmen capitalized on this new idea and porn magazines hit the newsstands. Many became convinced that it was cool, harmless, and a gentleman's pursuit. Then, in 1993, came the internet. And like a tidal wave, pornography flooded the world wide web as a generation became consumed. And now, for the first time in history, hardcore pornography can be accessed from anywhere and at any time. So what does this mean for our generation? Through new innovations in brain technology, psychology, and sociology, we now know the truth about pornography. Porn is like a drug. It can rewire the brain, form addictions, alter views about sex, objectify the human body, fuel the demand for sex slavery, and reshape society as a whole. Pornography is often violent and abusive, a degrading lie that distorts the very meaning of healthy relationships and love. We are the first generation in the history of the world to face the issue of pornography to this intensity and scale. We are also the first generation with a science-based understanding of the harm pornography can do. And with that knowledge, we feel the responsibility to share it with others. So, um... I'm going to end it on, on, on that right there. We, we're going to, um, like I said, it's a lot to unpack. This is part one. Part two, we're going to be dealing um, with the progression of the porn. It's, it, 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 it trickled down to a new thing called pimping. See, it, it's a progression that happened with, with this, sexual mis, uh, 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 this sexual miseducation. It, it started from all the points that we... Um, touch today and then it pro progressed to porn and porn pro progressed into amongst our people pimping which was similar to what was going on during slavery but we don't know about slavery that's in the past so these new things of pimping pimping we think that's new stuff when this ain't nothing but a recycle or a, a continuance of the legacy of miseducation so um let me um, bring up this right here before we get up out of here. I pray everybody is able to get some. I know that um, it was a lot of nudity and stuff, but that won't be in the other stuff. But that's a part of the mess to get to the message. And good about Uncle Tom did one of the best jobs showing what a little bit, not showing it all in full, but showing you what we ain't seen in none, none of these other um, things. Slavery was brutal and, and, and savage. 
So let me bring this up real quick. I want to be able to mention, as always, Israel School of Excellence. Um, check them out. Um, you can go to my Facebook or to my um, any of my social medias. I, I got the information on there as well. Check them out. Google them on, on, on um, Google them or go to YouTube. Man, it's a, it's a great work they're doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not affiliated with this camp, not a member. But being a member and respecting what other Israelites are doing, you respecting what other camps or organizations are doing shouldn't be member-based. Well, if you ain't with me, then I don't respect none you're doing. Or I'm not even going to um, mention the good works that you're doing for five people. This walk is a collective walk. So um, I want to salute them. If you're able to support them, please do so. Running a real school, grades K through 11, um, it's not a light task. So check them out, man. They have Bible studies um, before class. The thing is dope. The thing is dope. And it's another um, school. I actually got a, um, a promo trailer for them that I want to show show y'all that they got up on, on YouTube. Check, check this out right here. Here we go. The time has come to rethink education and how families educate their children. Recent events have given families the privilege to experience greater control over how their children are educated and where. Coming conditions will likely make families want to maintain that control. Let a high academy help you be intentional about your students' education and learning experience at a tuition rate almost anyone can afford. Through Ohio Academy's community-customized scholarship program, groups of 10 can enroll with a tuition rate that ranges between $25 and $150 per month. Ohio Academy is a nationally accredited education system. Students can be located anywhere in the states and school with members of their group only. We use a high-quality, rigorous curriculum that is engaging. For more details, call us at 888 888- Four five nine five five three seven, or email us at admin at ahiaacademy dot org. That's admin at ahia a h a y a h academy dot org. Hey, y'all, see that? Hey, all praises to the Most High God. Those are two schools, two Israelite schools. We need this be, need to be become the norm. Y'all see what's going on with these schools? This needs to become the norm. If you don't want to do the homeschooling, it's physical buildings now. And it needs to be a lot more. And those that's, that's, that's listening to me or watching me um, that are in respective camps, what is your camp doing that's, that's going to benefit our people? Not, not what's going to just benefit the members, but what's going to re- benefit our people that is lost. That's not in your school or in your or. or organization their salvation matters as well their their journey and walk matter as well so let's keep that um in the forefront of our mind so hey with that i'm gonna say shalom until next time hey um you've been listening to Baltimore laws pop podcast you've been listening to rhyme we out shalom most high christ bless
Beijing be booling. Thank you for tuning in to About Them Laws Podcast, where information and application equals elevation. My mission is to provide information that will inspire the minds of my people as we change and progress. Don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Follow King Rahamia and Baltham Laws Podcast on all social media outlets to stay up to date on future podcast topics and much more. Thank you and thank you again for your support as I keep it real, righteous, and always relevant. Peace.